it's not like I did the the Kimura hard, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but he must have never drank a glass of milk in his life because sure, sure. from the halfway point of his forearm all the way up to his shoulder, I could feel it just start to celery crunch. That's the best way I can describe it. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the first official episode of the Pohada podcast. As you heard there, my guest for this first one is going to be Marcus Bedore of M Theory and Minnesota Top Team. He's a black belt and instructor at both schools. Before we get into the full conversation, I've got a few notes, the first of which is big time shout out to Kathy and Polly Brooks for hosting us for this conversation. If the clarity of that conversation goes down over the course of it, you can blame Polly's excellent bartending skills. And a big shout out to the podcast's first official sponsor, 5 Watt Coffee, out of Minneapolis and St. Paul. For those of you who have had 5 Watt Coffee, you know that it's far and away the best coffee in the Twin Cities, probably in Minnesota, likely in the world. For those of you who haven't, I've got a deal for you to try it out. Let's have a little contest of who can write the most entertaining and funny review five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. Send it to me also or I'll find it and the one I decide is the best gets a free gift card to 5 Watt Coffee. And hey, like I mentioned in the introductory episode, this podcast is happening very much in the spirit of jujitsu in that I don't really know what I'm doing but I'm jumping in anyway so if there's some rough edits and some funny noises... I'm working on it. Without further ado, my conversation with Marcus Bedore. Those best like nuggets, we call them Easter eggs of all time, the best cameo of all time where you would like hear it, the voice or see it and go, oh, I know who that is, is an episode of South Park where they had George Clooney on and he did the dog. <laughs> so they had George Clooney on and he just went, arf, arf. <laughs> that was it. But if you look in the credits, like That's it's awesome. George Clooney. That's hysterical. Yeah. The best uncredited uh, cameo, uh, you know, I think it's gotta be Ben Stiller and Happy Gilmore, because he's not in the credits for that, right? He's he's not for that huge part. Yeah, like, the part he's got he's quotes. got a fair amount of lines. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not in the credits. Outside of like, I'll be waiting for you in the parking lot, and everybody quotes yeah. Stiller's lines. Out yeah, of it. yeah, <laughs> my fingers hurt. <laughs> my back's gonna hurt. You just pull landscaping duty. <laughs> Yeah, you you said you said I, I kind of like whatever, but I'm more of a bourbon guy. Yeah, I'm like, all right, Polly, we got a bourbon request. Fishmo raised me right. Yeah, clanking. Polly, thanks for hosting, sir. Pojada, pojada, or porrada if you're an American who took Spanish in high school. Porrada, or porrada if you're from the Midwest, like the rest of us. Do you know the the inverse of pojada? what it is no like but it's speaking of, to my soul already so kind of like me. in kind of like a modern millennial jiu-jitsu speak so i need to know there's pohada right and yeah. pohada's like you know like, go hard yeah brawl day, whatever right? yeah. yeah and then there's uh the inverse which is nutella oh yeah yeah i'm yeah. forgive me yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's trust me speaks to my, my yeah. heart and soul more than pohada yeah. actually does it was great because uh i think it was Homulo or someone was was explaining it. And they're like, yeah, like Nutella yeah. is fake chocolate. Yeah. So all these guys yeah. are like, oh, pujada, pujada. But like, they don't, you know, yeah. they're like soft or like, like they just don't right. live up to that lifestyle. So like, was, have you thought about a uh, an opening, like 
to oh, the yeah. podcast. Yep, I'm going to have like a, an intro episode yeah. and then welcome to the inaugural actual episode, hopefully, yeah. unless we screw it up. And then each, this was kind of a, what do they call it, a cold start where you just sort of start talking yeah. like Rogan does. Yeah. Uh, so each episode will have sort of an intro where I introduce who I talk to and why I talk to yeah. them and uh, say something that's a outright lie about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, yeah, I was... <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, man, like if I did like a jujitsu theme podcast, right? Or at least like in the title, you're like, what would be my opening? Right? And I think my opening would only be several different instructors just saying, okay, guys. And then just piece that together. Just like Bushesha and Hamila being like, okay, guys, okay, guys, okay, guys, okay, guys. Right. That's actually really good. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. everyone just says it back to back to back. Yeah. 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 And then of course I say like, okay, guys, okay, like we're yeah. here, right? You're I'm right? here. And then I'm here. And yeah. then I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just uh, do it this year. <laughs> Was that now? I just said, do it, do it this. And I grab the oh, shoulder, yeah, yeah. Right? break the, break the clothes guard. Garge. <laughs> I never thought that like the Brazilian Portuguese accent sounded intimidating at all until you mm -hmm. realize what they're very probably capable of. Yeah. And it just depends if they're upset at you or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if they're yelling. Right. There's so many guys yelling at tournaments and it's like, all right. That's why I never, I don't really want to ref like, like a, an IBJJF or anything like that. Like I'll take the rules course, but I have no intention of ever refing one of those bigger tournaments. I'll ref like local sure. tournaments, you know, yeah. as much as I can if I if I have the time. Like I, still IBJJF local stuff, or do you mean like not? Uh, yeah, if if the IBJJF came to Minnesota, maybe that would be like the one, because mm -hmm. then there would be like people who at least like know me. Sure. Right, but if man like going to Chicago and like refing and then having just like so many people getting angry at you for sure yeah even if like i made like a right call or whatever but yeah. right is, right is relative yeah, yeah. it yeah, would exactly. be like refing little league except the people that are angry at you could choke you oh yeah oh yeah instead of just, just little blind punches when yeah. it came to it man yeah i've that sounds horrible to me right because totally yeah i've seen so many referees get just verbally assaulted by like an angry coach or whatever for something that either they quote deserved or didn't right like right. whether they actually did screw up you know right but i'm scoring it you thought yeah, i scored it wrong there's humans right like yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah i don't want to ever do that ever is there is there uh, i mean you have to go into training for that kind of thing yeah right? so for the ibjjf they have a giant rules course uh, and you can take it even if you don't want to end up being a ref. Uh, and it's like Ishmael's taken a few of them. Um, and it takes like, I think like two to three hours or something like that. And they usually have them before certain tournaments, uh, like the pans the pan Ams, they always have like a big one. Um, cause they also update the rules like for sure. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. So there might be some new little detail that you yeah, didn't know about yet. And there's, you know, the IBJJF rules are the most comprehensive and, mm -hmm. and in-depth, which is really good, but there's also a lot of them. Uh, but then, you know, unless you're like one of the best IBJJF refs, uh, it, you know, there's only so, so many details you can, you can get. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and the best refs absolutely get it 
you know. I would assume, yeah. Uh, you know, at Worlds and Pants and stuff where they usually bring in, like, the best. Um, you don't really I, see, yeah. at least in the, the cruising around online that I've done, you don't really see the you screwed up ref video from that level. Yeah. It's oh, always yeah, some for rando sure. local, yeah. even other federations. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's like a Chicago or, you know, like an Austin or Atlanta, I beat Jeff open. Right. Where it's like, Oh, that referee. And I've seen refs screw up and then just never ref again because like they get the backlash. <laughs> they get well, yeah. fired. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. I mean, to a point, right? Yeah. And then like at the black belt level or certain color belt, like finals, you get the, the corner refs, right? So you get three referees. Yeah. So if one of them screws up, like if the center ref screws up, then the other two can override it. It's a majority rule type of thing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So make sure to do that coordinated handshaking dance beforehand. Yeah. I've I've been in a few of them. I think I, I think I kind of figured it out. There's one time where I really screwed it up and I like ran into the person like, yeah, as we were kind of transferring (laughs) from refs. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. you both go for the same ref at the same time. Yeah. I think that's like, ah, <laughs> we just started this off on, that, uh, yeah. on an awkward foot. Here, right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I figured it out, but Hey, since you've mentioned Ishmael, Ishmael Bentley, there's a, there's a thing I want to do at the start of a lot of these podcasts, just given our mutual connection to him and his mm-hmm. gym. Um, with people who have that same connection you obviously one of them is I want you to do your best Ishmael impression. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you want me to say? I, I, I hold on. I like how just amped you got halfway through my explanation. You're like, I so, know what's coming. Man. We're doing this man. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I've spent a lot of time with him. Um, mm-hmm. So oftentimes, you know, words that I don't even try to, especially like when he's teaching, I've been through so many of his lessons that he's, he says a lot of the instructions kind of the same way, right? Um, you know, he's kind of got the verbiage down. So yeah, you just used one. Yeah. What? Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> That's it. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I picked that up. Right. Cause yeah. mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I say it a lot. Um, because when, you know, I was like 16, 17, 18, right. Mm-hmm. Like pretty formative years. You spend a lot of time yeah. with this person. Right. So yeah. you pick up, a lot of these these uh, little little habits. Well, and I, th- I think we all kind of imprint on each other anyway. Yeah, exactly. So then, yeah, when you talk about like formative years and whatnot, yeah, you really pick stuff up. Yeah, um, when he's coaching, and when I'm coaching, apparently I take on a uh, a slight southern accent, um, <laughs> which is my preference. I'm yeah. a fan of the, yeah. especially the Kentucky Blues southern yeah. accent. So. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Stabilize, you know, stabilize. Move, 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 move. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Ah, no. Ah, yes. Yeah. My, some of my favorites, because I, I obviously am hanging around waiting for kids' class to end. Yeah. It's just like the push-up wall. <laughs> okay, kids. <laughs> All right, kids. <laughs> kids, stop talking. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> Uh, it's so good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, whenever he goes and like visits Kentucky, right? He like comes back and his accent's like like uh, noticeably thicker, it's refined. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh god, I don't really know what you're saying right now. Guitar, guitar. Oh, Ragoshi. 
I said that to him one day. I said, one really cool thing about coming here is hearing Japanese words in a southern accent. Yeah. Oh, Rigoshi. Yeah. Tai Taoshi. <laughs> yeah. Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> it's definitely better than, than what Polly gave me, but Polly's was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say, Polly? What sentence did you say? He, he, he didn't do one. He did a he yeah. like when Ishmael really gets laughing, and he gave one specific <laughs> scenario where it happened. You know where he was out with him. Yeah, and he just did. Yeah. <laughs> that, that thing, I guess I've never heard that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, or like uh, when someone says something funny and he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it apparently that's how he described it. Led into that high pitched thing. You know, uh, there's one. There's one of that's a little bit more visual, right? But there's a slight. There's like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he kind of like puts his hand up, unless he's like disregarding. He like turns yeah, away a little yeah. bit. That's the Ishmael talk to the hand gesture. Is that what that? Pathetic. Is? <laughs> well, I haven't gotten that one yet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. That's a good. That's a good one. Uh, that's no. no. Yeah, and then with the eyes and the hand. <laughs> yeah. 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 I often. Not often, but I, I can do it. I can I, do a pretty good one. I mean, yeah, these are good. This is good. I figured you'd be easily the second best. At, oh, who's at the doing best? The impersonation, just because again, the amount of time and yeah. you started with them when you were young. I kind of yeah. had an ear on all that. Well, I'm hoping to to prompt that same start of episode to Ishmael Bentley when he comes <laughs> in. So I figure he'll be number one. I don't think it'll come through because he won't say a thing, you know. Yeah. It'll just be a standard, yeah. like classic Ishmael, you know, gesture, and he'll just yeah. eyeball me and roll his eyes or whatever. But yeah, that's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah, there's a few other things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. uh absolutely. You know, like, <laughs> like, like for sure. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So next time we do this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna compile like the all of the most common things into like a sentence. And just have you read it. Yeah. And just like fully get into character. Yeah. There's one that I use a lot. And it's, uh, of course, when you get into an argument with someone and you are for sure right. No way, dude. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Paulie's like, yeah, I know that one. Paulie's just like, yeah. It's like, no way. Right. Because that happens, right? Like, where you're just like, you know that you're right, and the other person's like, he's like, that makes no sense. <laughs> right? Like, just I, not make any sense. <laughs> I should have left, I should have left with the camera on for this, because the, 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 the mannerisms yeah, oh, and the sure, gestures yeah, yeah. are so spot on. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like how I can... I'm like, visit, like if my old man walked in the room, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh he just God. puts his face on his hand on yeah, his face. Yeah, the hand on the face. It's, no. Yeah, yeah. No. It's, it's almost sad that we all know that gesture so well, just <laughs> but it's oh, so pure great, disappointment. Right? <laughs> yeah, the disappointment. Yeah, I've, I've pitched so many yeah. ideas to him. Nice. All, all of them, I don't actually intend them to stick. For sure. But, uh, and then he's just like, uh, no, I'm like, yeah, Ishmael, we should put a loft above the lobby, like where, you know, you see those windows are, you put a loft up there and that's where like the competitors stay and then we can like, you know, live up there. And then he was like, this is a good uh, idea. No. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then we can just have like a rope 
mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. instead of like a staircase or mm-hmm. like a fire, we just have a rope. Mm-hmm. So that way we have to climb it so that our grip strength gets really yes, good. Yeah. He did not go for that. No. Uh, the other not. one that I proposed is to add another quote up on a wall, up on the wall. Uh, and it's right above where that couch is now, right by the small mat. Yeah. And it just and it, above the windows. Right. And it just says, Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> uh, also, did not go for that one. Yeah, no, uh, yet. no way, no yeah. way. Yeah, I bring it up every now and then, so hopefully he'll go for it. That's funny, but yeah. <laughs> God, the gestures. Yeah, I'm like I, I, I was saying, my my old man. I'm a copy, a carbon copy of my old man. Yeah, and I'm to the point after having been told that and whatnot over the years, I can feel me being my dad like the hand gestures and stuff same kind of thing like you can see it so well i know you can feel that that's like an absorbed trait from yeah yeah and with my dad too right like uh, i guess the males in my family kind of on my dad's side especially really inherit similar things Mm -hmm. right so strong genes yeah yeah like a storytelling ability, right? Like we kind of have like the same mannerisms. Like we yeah. use our hands a lot and mm-hmm. things like that. But even like uh, I was just sitting around, we were sitting around, I think like Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. And my dad just had his hands interlocked on his belly, right? And then I looked down and my hands were like, this. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, right? That's what I'm talking about is you start to just see things like <laughs> enough like, that eventually you'll be on your own and you'll be able to feel it. You're like, I yeah. feel like what my dad looks yeah. like. Yeah, and then like... uh yeah, my dad's affinity for ice cream. Yeah, I definitely took that from him. Well, that's isn't that just sort of a human thing? Yeah. Well, like today, uh, my mom was like, "You ate that whole thing of ice cream, eh?" And my dad was like, "Tasted good." And I was like, "Ah, yeah, that's ah, that's me." I was like, "Ah." Well, they sell ice cream in those single serving buckets. Yeah, it's not enough. Know? Yeah, it's not enough. Come like on. little like pints, like Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah, I'll eat. Yeah, those why do they package like, them that way? You gotta yeah, get like know. three for yeah. it to be a just serving. tape. Yeah, tape four of those together, and then I'll be fine. But yeah, I gotta have like a whole a whole thing of them. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not much of a beer drinker, but yeah, if you're offering it, <laughs> this is this is not beer. This is a high performance recovery beverage, sports recovery beverage. Coors. You see how it's yeah. You see how it says banquet on it. Um, That's that means it's classy. You you also like Always Sunny, which of course I appreciate. I'm an American. Yes, um, therefore I like Always Sunny. On the record, on the record, my favorite show of all time. It's not even an issue of preference. It's yeah. the greatest comedy ever made. Yeah, and you Cheers like, holds you, up. You really sounded well, like but, Mac right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not even a question. Yeah. Um, for a Halloween, <laughs> we should we should do a Charlie Day impersonation competition oh, or something. Anyway, oh, I'm sorry. Go, go, go yes, Halloween. Yes, go so, Halloween. Yeah. So for Halloween, me and Ryan Dixon, uh, the late great Ryan Dixon. No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, it's, it, very few people know this. I've gotten to know him pretty well, so I'm going like, to use this platform to expose this truth on his behalf. It's oh, yeah, actually yeah. Randy Dorkson. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> It's this big kerfuffle, yeah. <laughs> you know, like Phil Bedell or Bedell at MTT. His name is actually Paul. Yeah. You know, oh, same kind of thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. All right. So Randy, Randy and I, uh, Randy Dorkson decided that we would, um, all be different, always sunny characters for Halloween, like the next year. That's so, perfect. Uh, I chose Frank cause Naturally. I was very, very confident in my Frank impersonation. 
Randy dead-eyed, humorless sociopath. Yeah, that's, Randy. Randy. Cho- that's Dennis. Randy chose. No, 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 no. no. What, hold on. Let me pause this. This is this is going good so far. But I'm gonna yeah, pause it. Yeah. I mean, Danny DeVito. Oh, Danny DeVito. Like, watch the outtakes. Oh, you know, sure. you know who never ruins a take. He's done like he's laughing. He's, he's laughed like once, one time. Yeah, he's just legit a pro and or dead eyed sociopath. Yeah, yeah. Dennis is playing it. You know, that, I'm sorry. What's his name again? He's playing the character Glenn. of the thank you, thank you. Yeah, of of the sociopath. But if yeah. you watch the outtakes, yeah, he's the one that laughs. Him and all the him time. and Mac, oh, him Mac and, for sure. Him and Mac laugh like yeah. 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 I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, but yeah, uh, and Randy, um, formerly Ryan. Uh, it was gonna be Charlie, right? We had like a few others, right? Uh, I feel never, like the voice would match. No yeah, and Randy. just his job in general, right? It's, it's just Charlie, Charlie work. <laughs> just Charlie work, yeah. Uh, but uh, for like a whole year, because we decided this on Christmas, on on Halloween, and then the next Halloween we we're gonna have it come to fruition. Yeah, for a whole year, just practice my Frank impression, mm-hmm. right? Right, like just just the whole mannerisms, yeah. right? I started blasting Coors. Yeah, st- so anyway, I started blasting, right, yeah. right, Coors, <laughs> my Coors, right. And uh, the next year, we didn't even have a party. We just had like a kids party, and I was like, I am not going to embody Frank Reynolds during a kids class Seems- party. That seems like a good decision. It seems like very on brand for Frank, yeah. Um, yeah. but this is uh, real life. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do it's that. It's not a preferable decision, yeah. but it's a good decision. Um, but yeah, Charlie. Uh, yeah. I personally, I really like Dennis. I like Dennis, uh, the character of like his golden god the most, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that show, man. That show is so good. Yeah. The, the, uh, you remember when we were when we were kids and and you had feelings? It's just brilliant. It's brilliant stuff. You, you, yeah. I will unleash my rage like a thousand storms. It just has head shakes. Right? What is what does he drive? Uh, uh, a Range Rover. Range Rover. Yeah, yeah I mean, like one of the older ones, yeah, right? Like the box Range Rovers. Tries right? to sell it like it's primo. This is not a starter car. This is the finisher car. Uh, be gone with you vile man be gone what we should do is we'll get another microphone and bring that man over there into it the the episode's host Polly Brooks husband of Kathy (laughs) the real host Um, and we should just record episodes of us talking SHIT through always sunny episodes (laughs) Um, we'd have to start a little sooner on that bottle there but it would work. Yeah, I I also um, am very confident in my cricket imp- impersonation, and I wish I knew that actor's name because he does a, a good job. His like, name is Cricket. Yeah, Rickety, in, in Rickety Cricket. Rick, yeah, Rickety Cricket His in the show. Name. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I like him. I like to do his impersonation. <gasps> oh shit! The uh, <laughs> <laughs> just don't just don't swallow the tab on that yeah. beer. So the 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 lemon sucking scene. Yeah, that's the one I like to do. Yeah, Yeah. everybody does it. (laughs) But no, I have yet to meet anybody that does it better than my girlfriend Wendy. Oh yeah, like it that it's right in the right vocal tone. Are you sure? Does this look like a dog's vagina to you? I mean, I can't do it. I'm way too deep. Like a dog's vagina to you. That's so good. (laughs) You're still second. It's not my my job to get inside the head of a dog. That's that's God's job. It doesn't exist, by the way. 
So, <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Who, yeah, it was good. Yeah, and for people who don't know, he was a, a priest early on. So yeah, yeah. Who doesn't exist, by the way, is, is an excellent. Highly, it is a twelve out of ten show. Always sunny in Philadelphia. They just got resigned for four more seasons. I know it's it's fantastic. Now I'm hoping it's not for us to watch the decline because no, because most I, shows got what four seasons, maybe six. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like they kind of already went through their quote decline. They right? did. That's right. You're and right. then they kind of took a step back and they're like, okay, how can we kind of make things different? And that's why you see like different episodes. Uh, they do like the noir, you know, the yeah. episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. They do even their very last episode where they're just in the uh, the laser tag. It's set up like yeah. a play. Yes. So it never changes, right? And you got like enter stage left, enter stage right, things like that. And then you got their um, um, their flashback episode, yeah. which I thought in the first half, they were like, okay, we're just going to like, you know, do a flashback episode. But then the last half, it totally changes because when they're flashing back, they start misremembering the episodes. Yeah. And so then you start to see the mm-hmm. episodes change. The episodes that you've already seen earlier in the season start to change. And it's totally brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant, yeah. right? And they and they for sure have like some episodes that like kind of miss, right? And it's like okay, like, that was okay, but man. And then like um, they have that they had that Mac dance scene, right? Incredible, because Mac comes out as gay, right? Yeah. In, in an earlier season, and uh, apparently like the whole uh, like um, Mac. The actor, the actual actor, was like, "Yeah, Rob, man, we did Rob that." McKellen, McKellen, yeah, Rob, McKellen. yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, "We did that," and the response we got from the gay community was so positive. Yeah, I remember. And then they're like, "Okay, well, we're we're really glad we did it, but we want to have an actual episode that's dedicated to this, right?" And so then he came up with the the dance routine. Right. And that's why he gets like, you know, so jacked yeah. it's in Those real life. Mac and then yeah. Yeah, shreds yeah, it down. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's like, you know, uh, their, their homage to that, uh, uh, you know, coming out yeah, yeah, and yeah. that, that the reception. The, yeah. And that reception, reception, that difficulty. Right. Which is brilliant. If you just watched that scene, you wouldn't, there's no way you'd be like, oh yeah, that's always sunny, right? No, it's no totally. Way. It was totally different. Yeah, which and is it, fantastic. It like cold ends at the end, right? Like oh, Frank's yeah. like, I get it now, and then yeah, it's just over. Yeah, it's so good, it. right? It's fantastic. Yeah, and it's a, a really impressive, you know, mm. like performance. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. My whole family danced, right? Except me. So like, my dad was in like Dance Dads. That's awesome, right? Uh, both my sisters, I think. I don't know if one of them did. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but my brother, right? So everyone danced. I was around dance a lot. And then uh, we watched So You Think You Can Dance a lot. So even though I can't dance, like, I think I have, like, an okay idea of, like, what good dance is. Right? Sure. Just, like, kind of being around it so much yeah, and, yeah. like, kind of watching it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Because the hardest part, I guess, is, like, selling that emotion when you're dancing for sure and he totally does it it's anybody so can good. like paint by numbers yeah. dance, and it's a different thing to move yeah to and like feel the movement his partner is an actual dancer right figured, so it's yeah, not yeah, an yeah. actor that was dancing right? it was an actual uh dancer right yeah. who you know for all intents and purposes was playing an actress right like sure. because yeah. she uh has like one line in it that when she's leaving the apartment right and she's like right it says something to to Danny DeVito, but like, you know, she just has to dance, right? So she talks through her movements, which is really good. Right. Are you 
I mean, I am. So I'm curious if you are you on a first name basis with Danny DeVito. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We. Uh, it's a small world. Man. Snapchat. You talk in text more than most people know. Yeah, we Snapchat, but he always holds the camera like down by his stomach. Yeah, standing. So it's always yeah, he is like over just his chin and, and a white male. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is funny because my <laughs> nephew, who's like two and a half, holds the camera the same way. <laughs> you know, like whenever there's we're an face- arc to that. <laughs> whenever he's facetiming, it's just like his his upper lip and up. <laughs> and it's like Bennett, what are you doing? It's huh? <laughs> like, oh my god, hold the camera right. You're looking up your nose. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know because um, another trait that I guess me and my brother have and my dad is that we don't really eat anything um, that we have to prepare ourselves past like three steps. <laughs> right? So you're an American. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously, if it's made for us, we'll eat it because that's zero steps. And but you're a male. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, sums it up. So I have no clue. Yeah, really. Oh my god, what is it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm around there all the time. I've never been there, but I for sure like later on. I have I, no clue. I eat meat. Yeah, man, just so go up and just that, say whatever the biggest, uh, you know, thing on the menu is. Just give that to me. It's, a, it's an uncooked duck. Here you go. <laughs> the biggest thing we got. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of, like, spicy stuff, so. I could tell that because you're kind of very, very pale. Yeah, because I'm just pale and from like Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, wheat bread like, is spicy to you me. Can, so. Okay, you can always tell the person's spice tolerance by how hard they say hockey. <laughs> it's just hockey. It's like, oh, okay. Hockey. This is hard, so uh does not have a spice tolerance. It's inversely proportional. Did you did you play hockey? Did you play No, sports? but I watch it a lot. Yeah. Um, can, can I ask you a question? You're like, probably sort of better at that than me. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you, d- you didn't play sports? No, I played soccer. I played soccer and a little bit of baseball. I played three years in baseball, which is another story, which we'll get into Go. later. No, oh, right now? Go right now. All right, so in eighth grade, I decided I wanted to play baseball. Eighth grade was also the year that I started jiu-jitsu. So that was going to be one of my questions. Did you start at M-Theory? No, I started at another gym. Uh, I started at Warriors Cove. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I which I, a lot of people, yeah, so many people from M yeah, Theory started. Yeah, very there. common thing. Not even just M Theory, but like <laughs> yeah. a lot of places. They yeah. got a lot of locations. Right? Yeah, and I won't go into further detail because I don't want good. you yeah. to get sued. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> good. But uh, uh, we'll blame Polly. It's funny because I started in like uh, you know January or so, and then we had like our spring training camp. So like right I had been active. Baseball, yeah. yeah, I had been yeah. active. So I was like in relatively good shape. Sure. And so when we did like the spring training, I did, I had no experience in baseball, right. but I was in good shape. So I was like in eighth grade, just running laps around like the seniors. Cause all yeah. the seniors were out of shape. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the coaches were so funny. It was also our, our inaugural year of baseball at my high school. And so, uh, and it was a small private school. 
um, Providence Academy. It was the first year they had, had yeah, baseball. Yeah, first year they had baseball. So yeah. everyone was just like. For sure. There was, like, and there was like 35 of us, right? There was not a lot. And uh, the coaches were like, oh, who's that kid, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, Marcus, right? Mm-hmm. I've never played baseball before. Right? And so then they started calling me uh, jujitsu because. Correct. Yeah, because uh, yeah, they sense. saw like uh, I was just like really good at bear crawls apparently. And yeah. they were like, why are you in such good shape? And I was like, oh, because I, I don't know, I do jujitsu. And they're like, jujitsu, I like that. And right. Ishmael they're Bailey, also Southern. Yeah, you're, you're they're, baseball also Southern. <laughs> the right, they're also Southern, right? But uh, it was so funny because like I had the wrong shoes on. I didn't know how to throw. I could barely throw it. I still probably could barely mm-hmm. throw it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think they had me in outfield because I could run. Right, and get, I could get, catch get to the ball, well yeah. enough. Right, yeah. um, and then if I you could, don't catch it, at least you were there able to get it. So I was there and able to get it, it, and then I was able to kind of like flop it over to third base or whoever, <laughs> sure. wherever I was close enough to. Yeah. Right, um, and then after that, my second and third year, I decided for some reason to go to catcher, which is the most yeah, difficult position yeah. aside from pitcher. Right. Um, it was because my sister was dating a catcher at the time. She was also in high school. She was a senior in high school at the time, I think. And uh, so he showed me, like, some catching things, right? And uh, I liked it because I could, like, block the ball pretty quick. But, man. And, like, looking back on it, I was like, damn, I got I got bullied a lot in baseball, right? Like, all the other teammates totally bullied me, right? What, what was because that? I didn't know how to play. For sure, yeah. I had no clue how to play, right? And I just, like, wanted to just, like, have fun with my friends, right? Sure. But they just, like, totally bullied me. There was one kid who was, like, who wrote in my yearbook, and he was, like, (laughs) and he was, like, hey, man, I really liked playing baseball with you. And I was, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, yeah, I, like, saw it when I got back home, and I was, like, oh, thank you. Ran the fields. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did not play after three years and then I stopped playing soccer my junior year I played soccer like pretty much my whole kid and adolescent life yeah, yeah. and I really like soccer I could still I watch soccer all the time um but you know as I started doing more jiu-jitsu I started to kind of realize like that was my thing so I wanted to like focus on that so what are you at 10 years now uh yeah about yeah 10 years actually almost exactly 10 years Coming up this January. Right? Yeah, actually yeah. January. Yeah. So, next week. <laughs> yeah, next week. That's yeah. this recording, right? Yeah, I think if I, if I remember correctly, January is when I started jujitsu, and then December is when I started at M Theory. So I can't. Yeah. So and first, it, essentially, the first year. Yeah, somehow. and like when I first started, it was just a mix of every other day was like jujitsu, right? So I wasn't like doing it full time. And then like one of the deciding mm-hmm. factors for, to get me to switch to M theory is like, oh, I just want to do jujitsu. I don't want to do like striking. I don't right. want to strike a bag. I just right. want to do jujitsu, right? And so after like three years or so, so seven years, uh, like six and a half, almost, yeah, six and a half from like white to black technically. Cause I also wasn't belted in like jujitsu when I started at yeah yeah there yeah, the other gym right yeah because they had their own own system right so uh, yeah Ishmael gave me my white belt and he gave me uh, all my promotions every single one that's pretty cool yeah and I I don't know if this is confirmed or not um, 
I think I know what you're going to say, and this is a question of mine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but I think I'm Ishmael's first white to black. All the way through, yeah. Uh, Like uninterrupted, because he went to California for a year. Oh. Right? Mm -hmm. And for sure, there are like some of his students that, you know, were white belts, now are black belts. Uh, The only problem is, I don't know if there were like students who did not get promoted within that year. Right. And then, you know, uh, so I don't know, but I like to think I am. That's, that'd yeah, be pretty, that's a cool That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Are you the youngest? I'm the in, youngest. In yeah, Minnesota I'm, the, I'm the youngest in Minnesota. Um, I don't know enough about the Midwest to, yeah. to say if I'm in the Midwest. And who knows um, what's happening in some rando gym somewhere, right? Yeah, there's a lot of like 18-year-old black belts, right? So I was... There's a lot of thirteen-year-old yeah. black belts. It's just Taekwondo. That's also stuff. true. Yeah, they kick my ass. I yeah, just, I sure. just, I just watched uh, King of the Demo. What's the name of the movie? The King of the Demo. You guys have not seen it. No, I've Danny no McBride. Yeah, foot, fist. Foot, foot fist way. That's um, what it is. You haven't seen the Foot Fist way. No, you need to watch the Foot Fist way. I knew there was gonna be some movie that you were like, "Why you haven't seen that?" I, I don't like, even nah. do that a whole lot, but like for someone who's effectively a lifelong, I feel like artist, we've you need you've to. done that to me enough. <laughs> where I was like, "You haven't seen that?" I like, yeah, ah. yeah. <laughs> I like the Greasy Strangler. Nobody's ever yeah. seen the Greasy Strangler. It's the, the cinematic excellence. It relates to jujitsu. It's you know called what? the Greasy Strangler. You know what cinematic excellence? Uh, this movie Rubber. Rubber? Yeah. Do I know rubber? This movie Rubber is about a tire, a car tire, just the rubber, and uh, it gains sentience hmm. and in the desert, and it quickly realizes that it can also explode things with its mind, and so it becomes a essentially a serial killer tire. So I think I... I may have seen this, but as a riff tracks, like a mystery science theater yeah, thing, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of the way to see a lot of things anyway. That's about how to see that movie. Yeah. It would make about as much sense if you did that, <laughs> right? Because there's like some super meta stuff where like there's like people watching the tire on a hilltop and then they're like watching a movie and they're in the movie. <laughs> it's super weird. I watched it and I was like, I've never done drugs, but like, yeah. am I high right yeah. <laughs> I like, Did I accidentally like, do drugs? <laughs> I was like, what? what? <laughs> Paulie's looking it up to see if he can get it on one oh, of his services. He's got it. Yeah, man. Is that IMDb or is it, weird, can we man. watch it? Yeah. yeah, man. We'll, um, we'll just be here all night watching random that, stuff and talking about it. One of my favorite movies, um, which is way better than it should be, is <laughs> Tusk. Tusk is is maybe even a close second to Greasy Strangler. It's so good. It's good, but so in good. all the yes, you wouldn't expect it to be yes. good, right? Yep, you're right yeah, on the yeah, money. So I, you're gonna love the Greasy Strangler yeah, when you see the Greasy okay. Strangler. Yeah. Because when I first watched Tusk, I watched it with a bunch of my high school friends, mm-hmm. right? And we're all That's like the in, in their right, basement, yeah. right? We watch it, we're just, ah! Ah! and just the whole time. And then like we couldn't talk about walruses for yeah. three three yeah. years after yeah. that, right? I'm a little upset you said it, actually. Yeah, well, now I can, but yeah. I'm Haley, okay Haley Joe Osment in that. Right? Yeah, man. He gets a lot of work. He gets a lot more work yeah. than like Even you you'd up, expect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was in uh, The Boys. You watch that? The boys is on uh I think it's on Amazon or something. It's like superheroes, it superheroes, but they're all like corporate schmucks. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right? And they're all about like the money and they're not 
you know, about like saving people, right? right? They're all like sponsorships and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. They're, they're it's really like good. NASCAR superheroes, just stickers all over. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I'd highly rec- recommend it. It's pretty good. Yeah. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but like that was one of the shows during like this quarantine. I was like, I'm going to watch it. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. What else did, what else did anybody do? Yeah. Is it like illegal basement jujitsu? Yeah, man. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do jujitsu right now. What did I say? Illegal basement jujitsu. I said that? Yeah. I don't, I don't do any illegal that. stuff. Okay. I'm squeaky clean. <laughs> yeah, I don't do, go to any speakeasies. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. Sorry. Squeakeasies. Squeakeasies. <laughs> Marcus, when you got promoted the black belt, you were called up first. Yeah. There was three guys that day, you, Kevin, and Ethan, right? Three. Yeah. And you walked up with mad swagger. Like super confident. I have photos. I'm taking photos. Right? Yeah. Uh, where Ethan walked up and looked really confused. <laughs> I think we were all confused. I, it's yeah. fair. It's, you could tell he kind yeah. of sprung it. Yeah. And then I think Kevin actually argued with him. Like, dude, are you sure? Like he was saying stuff. And <laughs> I it was got two more stripes to go. Yeah, but it was effectively yeah. like, are you sure, man? Yeah. I mean, there was masks. So when he first said my name, I was like, uh, it was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> Is there another Marcus? In yeah, place? yeah. Um, cause it's funny cause like I mean, he had the bag, right? And you know, promotions, you know, it's fine, but it's funny cause, um, he told me like weeks before he was like, Jared, uh, Jared Fairbairn, who's the black belt instructor up in Brainerd. And you know, we could have a whole conversation about him. We could do that. Later. You gotta say the name of the gym first though. Yeah. Oh, of black arrow, black arrow up in Brainerd, yeah. Brainerd. Sorry. Is um, his nickname firebender? Why does no one say that? It could be, it could be. It, it yeah, could be Avatar for all. Just like, <laughs> Ninja, what's up, Ninja? Yeah. 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 But uh, he's like, yeah, Jared's coming down uh, on the 28th, right? Uh, make sure that you're here because he wants to train with you all because he's going back into work and he wants to get in shape for his work, right? His work requires some physical strength, right? And uh, I was like, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, totally, totally bought it. Totally bought into it. Uh, because, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, like, also because Jared is one of the people who I I've scored a collective of two points against. Yeah, yeah. ever roll, even as uh, brown belt, right? right? Like, yeah. And that was this summer, right? Is when I first scored. Right, peak, just mercs me, right? So I was like, okay, yeah, 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 right. And even like before we all lined up, I was like, Ishmael, so like. How hard do you want me to go with it? He's like, as hard as you possibly can, dude. Right? And I was like, okay, okay, for sure. So I was like in the zone. I was like getting psyched up. Right? I was like just staring off into the middle distance, like I'm ready to go. Right? And then uh, you know, Ishmael pulled out the bag, and uh, I kind of like looked down the line, and I was like, okay, well, there's no like, you know, no purple belts. There must be like some blue belts or white belts that have like four stripes, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, because there's definitely no no one to the right of me, no like brown. Let no. me let me have you pause yeah. for a second. Yeah. Does he put blue belts in a bag? Like he'll tuck it in his. If he has, most of the if he, time, if he has a lot of them, if he has a lot of them, right? If there's like a bunch yeah. of promotions, like uh, like when there were the three of us, yeah, I got promoted Fair to point. black belt. 
but either like a bag or like even a box he's done. Yeah. But it's funny because it's always the same bag. It's always the bag that we have like the the ladder rope in. <laughs> and yeah. he takes that out. It's like the only bag in the room. I yeah. But uh, I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I specifically remember I was like leaning against the wall like some someone from Greece, right? Just kind of like, ah, like, oh. <laughs> just hanging like out. Someone just from Greece. Ready to go. You weren't quite a squatting <laughs> like slob. Like Danny. But you were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, my geese, my leather jacket. <laughs> Uh, cigarettes rolled up and then he like pulled it out and like threw it there right yeah um and it's funny because like i think a bunch of people do this they like practice their black belt speech right if they know that eventually Mm -hmm. right and then of course everyone says like yeah i totally forgot it yeah i totally forgot it i was like yeah i think it like took me a while to like put together words uh but i think i did it good job um Subscribe to my OnlyFans for the full speech. Correct. Uh, (laughs) Link will be in the show notes. Yeah, I think I've made that joke before. I like that joke. Don't Um, ruin a joke by saying it's a joke. Yeah, but it is a joke. You actually, I I think Paulie and I nailed this down. You echoed some of the sentiment that Zach said in his. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or no, I'm sorry, it was John. Oh, John, um, yeah. I like Zach's speech. Yeah, we talked about that. He and I talked about that one quite a bit, but... uh, the you said the same thing he said that was like my first week of showing up to m theory so i really remember mm, a yeah, yeah. Bit of detail from that seminar but it was the thing about you're not the most important person here your training partner yeah. is you through and, you, I, and a lot of people really struggle with that and they're like well you know like you're doing it right like it's just you right it was really not just you because like you could go out you could win a world championship right it was not just you winning that world championship, you didn't right? practice with a dummy in your basement. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, when I got my black belt, I was like, okay, like everyone who I've ever trained with, if you rolled with me or drilled with me, you like contributed to all the medals on the walls and like all my belts and all that. Right. So when you go out and compete, it's just a small fraction mm-hmm. of a, of time that you're quote unquote alone and you're really not alone. Right. I think of it like, um, you know, there's like a big homogenous blob, right? And then when you've got to compete, it's just an extension, right? It's just a little reach out, sure. right? Like flubber, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I thought you were talking about earlier. Obligatory said, flubber said, reference. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I dig that. That's, that's a good uh, description. Yeah, and like a, a lot of people, right? Um, like if I do well at a tournament or whatever, it's like, oh, you do like amazing, right? And one of the things I really like and I try to practice a lot is, is uh we speech, right? It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, like, Oh, we went out there and like, we did like really well. Right. And cause when you're prepping, it's not you, right. It's everyone, everyone helps you prep. Right. So it's like, Oh, you know, yeah, we knew he was going to do this or we knew he was going to do that or like, you know, whatever. So that's really helped me as well. Right. Just like stay grounded and stay like, okay, it's not me out there and like, you know, big head, whatever. So, yeah, seeing also getting having training partners that beat the crap out of you, <laughs> right? For sure. You're like, ah, yeah. oh, okay, like, ah, oh, yeah. Certainly, no shortage of those. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Who's your most enjoyable role? Speaking of those training partners, uh, and def- not as like yeah, define enjoyable your friends or whatever, but yeah, like, which, which one jumps to mind? Yeah, well, I have a whole up? notepad of people who constantly go up and down in the rankings of you know, yeah. <laughs> of my friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, define enjoyable. Like keep you guessing. Oh, keep me put, guessing. Put, in, imprint like question marks in your brain. But yeah. You know, when, no matter how frequently you roll, you're always kind of walking away going, huh? Yeah. There's definitely like the three, right? Like, uh, 
um, definitely the the two other guys I got my black belt with, right? So Ethan Bowman and Kevin Skadzheim, right? Pretty sure I said his name right. Did I? We, <laughs> Paulie and I talked yeah. about the same thing. Skadzheim, Skadzheim. I, I don't know. Skadzheim. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it sounds yeah. right. We'll yeah, go sorry, Kevin. It. I know you're like the second guest on this, so you'll clarify for quick. He's arguably one of the two people that'll listen to this. So yeah, yeah. from what he said. Uh, yeah. So Ethan, Kevin, and then uh, yeah, Ryan, uh, the Possum Potabom. Uh, that's his nickname. He wants to go by it. So I've heard Scary that. Ryan too. Yeah, Scary Ryan is is what people call him uh, because obviously there's Ryan Dixon, Randy Dixon. It's Randy, so it's not an issue. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I think all the white belts came up with that because all the white belts would see Potabom, uh, and they're not going to call him Potabom because they're white belts. So except, they want to call me. him Ryan. Yeah, yeah they want to call him Ryan. But there's Ryan Dixon, so they're like, yeah, scary Ryan, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, funny. I heard it from, uh, who did I hear it from? Yeah, I think it was uh, Jessica, either Jessica yeah. or Micah. Yeah, yeah, Jessica, yeah, Jessica definitely. But again, you know, you, would who say you hear that. something from doesn't necessarily mean yeah. the person that came up with it. Um, but yeah, like those three for sure, like, um, is a really good example of when you roll with someone who's, who you're competitive with, and you could be a white belt especially white belt, yeah. blue belt, purple belt, whatever, right? Yeah. Like those people who you're on the same level with relatively, right. you know, you roll with someone and then X goes wrong. And then you're like, okay, I need to fix that. Mm. And then you fix it and, you know, you can try it. And if it goes wrong, then you just don't do it. If you If it goes right, oh, cool. Now they have X that they need to fix. Sure. Right. This is this level up game. And so it just constantly climbs, right? Uh, And then uh, one of the things that I've been trying to do is talking to those three, like about that. So not trying to like keep it from them and like, you know, try to, because then it comes like about, you know, competition, right? Uh, like let's talk about the gaps that are being yeah like oh man like you tried this like I like tried this grip and like ah, man as soon as I lost that grip you got and he's like yeah 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 I'm trying to like do this because that helps us all get better right we're not just each learning what we're learning we're both learning stuff together and there is a time and place to okay I'm gonna come in the gym and I'm gonna just try to win right sure Um, but it should be about learning right which is really tough especially for me because i'm like a pretty competitive person by nature mm-hmm. so there was like a long stretch where i was like man okay i'm gonna like win 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 right and then like when i was starting to like late brown belt you know in black belt is kind of shifted to like the learning aspect of it right and of course when i'm getting ready for a competition it will start to hone in All right. right but with them for sure right and then it also comes down to like okay who who's having like a good day right you know, if Potabom is hung over the night before, okay, I might uh, lose because yeah, uh, yeah. it gives him some kind of power, yeah. right? It's <laughs> just that self That's good loathing, right? But yeah, like definitely, you know, if, if you're like really confident in a move, that's the most deciding factor I've, I've found for competition and for training, right? If you're confident in a move, man, that'll make or break a move, right? I right. think that at the highest level confidence is the the gold medal silver medal difference sure that's what i think right because you just stepped in and executed the way execution you, knew you could yeah there's no question no yeah. hesitations it's yeah man because like knowledge knowledge does not equal execution right sure so you know I'm, I'm having students right now that i'm uh teaching 
right? And then I teach them things that I know are good things because uh, I steal them from mm-hmm. other really mm-hmm. good competitors, mm-hmm. right? And I practice them enough to be like, okay, yeah, this like for sure works. And then they do it on me, right? Mm-hmm. But even though I can't do it on them, right? Because even though I know, I know like those moves or those concepts or whatever, you know, execution is is something different entirely, right? You know, it was like uh Hickson or, or Helio, right, saying, like, I'm going to armbar you on your left arm, and you can't stop it. And then they start the roll. And then, well, okay, I know he's going to armbar me on the left arm, mm-hmm. and you just can't stop it because it's execution. Yeah. And I think that's really difficult, <laughs> right? Well, for sure. Yeah. It's super difficult. It's difficult enough to limit yourself, you know? Like, I'm only going to do arm bars, right? Or I'm only going to pass this way, or I'm only going to play on bottom. Oh, that's that Hodger Gracie yeah thing from x number of years ago yeah. he said i'm gonna beat everybody what was it do you remember it was one specific move for like a whole year or whatever uh yeah well there is the famous uh i think it was 2009 2009 world championships i think it was 2009 yeah uh where he submitted everyone with the same same technique that's what i'm thinking of weight yeah. in absolute in the world championships just submit everyone with a cross collar choke from top yeah. mount yeah. or a variation yeah. of it like yeah. an elio elio choke or cross collar choke yeah but it's the kind of same same thing but man imagine being Hamilo Bahal right because he faced Hamilo in the absolute finals imagine being Hamilo Hodger had nine matches and Hamilo was the ninth and Hamilo was like wow he just uh he just submitted eight guys uh with the same thing hope he's tired Uh, (laughs) right like I wonder what he's gonna try to do to me right and uh the match is actually really good right it's not like Hamilo it's not like Hodger just like you know, took everyone down immediately. No, like the matches were like fairly competitive, at least like some of them, but man, he just found a way, just found a way to mount and cross collar choke. I actually really like cross collar choke. Um, I've kind of waned away from it in the last like few months, but, uh, I think that my game is, it's pretty unique for like someone my size, like a light featherweight. Right. Cause I really like mount, Right? Big, big no. guy stuff. Yeah, right? like a little bit yeah. more like big guy stuff, right? Like I'm comfortable mount, comfortable like cross collar choke, right? I have it like I like in a specific way I like to do it. And I like cross collar choke. Yeah. I tap to it all the time. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When uh when Victor Hugo submitted me with a cross collar choke, it was just his hands uh, covering both my neck and my jaw, <laughs> right, right. and I was like, this is what so, the weight of the world feels yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna tap before I eat my jaw, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> You had a uh, a clip. What was the last tournament you did? Uh, American Nationals. Is that where the clip that made it onto like yeah. Jiu-Jitsu Times and all that? Uh, T- I don't think Jiu-Jitsu Times. Uh, lapel lapel um, guard players or whatever on Instagram. Oh really yeah, I swear I saw it on like Jiu-Jitsu Times because uh, I don't follow no lapel guard players. Maybe. T- t- tell me about that that move. Is a sweep a second? Yeah. Well, um, so we went. I went. We went into that tournament like with a very specific game plan. Because uh, a couple, we? Um, me and Sam Theory, throw right? Back to yeah, the yeah. yeah. Uh, and because uh, a couple weeks before, I hurt my groin, so I think I partially, you know, sprained it or tore it or whatever. Right? It hurt. Right? Mm-hmm. So I couldn't train for like two and a half weeks. Uh, but I watched everyone at Nogi Pans uh, compete. Like I watched a bunch of my friends or students yeah, yeah. and I was like, man, okay, I want to compete. Screw it. Let's go. Yeah. So I signed up for American nationals, uh, gi and no gi. 
Uh, but I ended up only doing gi because uh, in my final, I I kind of like stretched it. And I was like, ah. But in the gi, you, can, you know, I can kind of like slow him down, right? Sure. It's a different game. Yeah. Right? It got it got well enough that I could play guard because at first I was like, oh, I'm only going to like pass, right? Because I can't, I can't abduct or internally rotate my knee at all because it was yeah. just like cannot do it yeah. but then it started getting better enough where i could play guard so like okay when i play guard i'm just gonna play like lapel guard right because i can like slow people down i can really monitor that that injury right so it won't like get messed up um and yeah like uh i just kind of wrapped him up with a lapel and uh did like a lapel lasso uh and then i started to invert and i tried to feed it to uh squid guard and then he stepped back with that leg and then i just fed it through to his other leg which was now forward to what is called polish worm rider and i did not come up with any of these moves these are yeah, all yeah. the great worm lord keenan cornelius yeah and uh but i like it man I, you know when i first started playing like lapel uh i call it lapel stuff right <laughs> he's like <laughs> I follow you. like kinky yeah. right yeah, yeah it's like all the lapel stuff uh i didn't know how much i would like it because keenan is astronomically different body size For than sure. me right what is he, like, super six, long three, six, four, super lanky yeah. yeah skinny right love the way that keenan teaches by the way love you know he's he's one of the people who's revolutionized jiu-jitsu sure. right um always takes a nerd yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah. Whatever the yeah, game he's is. He's really nerd. funny, too. I really yeah, like his sure, sense yeah. of humor. Uh, but I started playing with it, and, yeah, like, I could do all of it, right? And so, I, yeah, I follow it. And uh, I think that uh, when people see lapel guards, they immediately are like, I can't do that, right? I can but that's only, to that, yeah. But that's only because they see the advanced stuff, right? There's advanced yeah. stuff from half guard and close guard Absolutely. that I can show you. Yeah, you're like, I can't you. do that, yeah. right? But there's like a base level of lapel guard that, man, everyone can do. If you can hold a lapel in your hand, you, can you could it. you could play it. Mm -hmm. And if anything, it makes everything else easier. So I tell people, I'm like, if you want to get good at open guard, right? You play open guard uh, normally, and you get your guard pass in like 15 seconds. And it's like, well, that was fun practice. <laughs> uh, I can't wait till the next round yeah. or, to play it again. Right. But if you get to lapel guard or like, hey, like I want to start in lapel guard, right? Like lapel lasso. Well, now you have bought yourself like a minute and a half of two minutes of like open guard play. So you just completely extend that amount of time that you're practicing it. Mm -hmm. Right. So you get so much more rep time in that open guard. Right. And even if you get it past eventually, it's like, that's okay. Cause you had that amount of time to practice. So it's like a handicap. It's really cool. Right. Yeah. Um, Side note, close guard's the most technical guard, for sure, right? I'm, like, lapel guard, sure, right? spider guard, all these guards, but close guard, so many people don't understand how to use close guard efficiently Why? and effectively. Because it's, like, one of the first guards that you learn, right? Uh, and then you kind of branch off, right? It's, like, everything that's, like, a scissor sweep. It's, like, cross-collar choke. These moves that you learn, like, first day, right or the first week or first month or first year and then you try it it doesn't work and then you branch off into other techniques that do work for you right but you don't stick with those techniques that you first learned right so when i was like a purple belt i started doing the scissor sweep again and it was just catch just catching everyone right scissor sweep cross collar choke 
close guard is one of those guards that biomechanically it is a nightmare to deal with right if you know how to use it correctly right um yeah it is it's really really tough just tends to get overlooked because it it feels old it feels simple feels old someone has like a sexy yeah someone yeah someone has like a strong posture and you can't armbar and triangle them yeah it's like well man there's a little bit more to it than that right how to break someone down you have your thighs around their center mass yeah you have the strongest part of your body controlling right? the 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 least yeah. mobile part of theirs. If they shift their weight in a wrong area, they they should be paying for it. Yeah, right? Tip over the tip sweep. Tip sweep is mm-hmm. my favorite. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, uh, I do have that clip somewhere. It's in Oklahoma. I did, I did a really good tip sweep. Well, you, you actually have that. Uh, I it exists, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it was in a pretty pretty good view of the camera. Mm-hmm. I just have to go back and find it and uh, clip good. it. I don't, I'm not tech savvy with that. So I'll send that to you and then you can get that for me. And I'll just go to YouTube and find a tutorial and figure yeah. out how to do it. And that's how you yeah. should do it. Yeah. Or you can just talk to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the, this is kind of the first real conversation of this I've recorded. And with it comes actually the first like listener question. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That was sent to me. So you you had a little mini viral moment because you did a cool lapel yeah. sweep with all kinds of animal names and stuff that yeah, you yeah, listed yeah. afterward. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I'm a jiu-jitsu Polish. genius. So yeah, Polish, thank you. <laughs> um, and I'm supposed to ask you what happened after that really cool sweep that went viral. Yeah, um, I started passing. I got like a really good passing chain going. Uh, cause I got the grips that I wanted. Um, I'm, I'm not used to passing someone like him. Uh, the, the guy went against super good, right? He was on a tear. He won like Nogi pans. So he won like a bunch of these tournaments, right? I was really excited cool. to go against him. Yeah. Um, uh, when I started passing, I, I moved him way more than I thought I was going to be able to move him. Sure. Right. Sure. And that's just because I, train with people who are heavier than him right um and so i didn't get like the best kind of uh passing uh finishes or like i didn't like stick the pass right uh then he swept me back i think because i wasn't really like after the clip that i've seen you yeah got, you yeah so swept? i yeah so i swept him passed a lot or, or like tried to pass a lot like really aggressive passing um, and then I forget exactly the scramble, but like, I think he wound up back on top scored two. I swept him with the same thing again later on. Um, and when I was passing, I, I stretched my groin. Uh, so the second time I came on top, I was a little, not a little, I was far less mobile. Sure. And then the moment you're like not you're feeling the pain and it's holding you back. Yeah. You not even like the pain. It's just like, you just like, can't really do yeah, it. Right. Okay. Like, okay. You like go and push somewhere and you can't do it. Uh, the moment you're not mobile, you know, you're, you're sitting duck and that's exactly what happened. And then he, and then I was really lazy with like my grips and then he shot like a super nice triangle and then like got the triangle. I thought I was going to get out of it. And then he adjusted. He did, he did something. I forget what, I think it was really subtle. I don't think I would be able to like, pointed out on a video but i definitely felt it like when he did it i know he did something uh and that was like a minute left or so he was up on an advantage so yeah so he was winning anyway 
It was super good. Yeah, I can't wait to go against like more guys like him for sure. Sure. Yeah, but it was like a really. I gave up like two points super early on in the match. So you're coming from a deficit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is not where you want to be, right? Like you, you don't want to be down uh, an advantage or by points, and you're on top, right? At that weight class, it's just like that super tactical thing is just like not a position you want to be in. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It was a good match. I like that match. It was Ryan Potabom that like immediately messaged me after I posted relating to that. He's like, "So, ask him what happened after that." <laughs> it wasn't immediately after that, right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the second I posted, "Hey, check out this guy. I'm yeah. going to talk to him for a uh, podcast." Potabom also he immediately messaged me. He like, also ask him what happened after. He that. also messaged me and was like, "Because uh, you you posted like, oh, like people like mildly cheer, like scattered booze." Yeah. And then he messaged me and he was like, "Someone asked, who's that?" <laughs> and I was like, yeah, "That's about right." I think he sent that to me. Or he, yeah, I was like, "Yeah, that's too. that's accurate." <laughs> you know, Bedor? What is it? Yeah, a lot of people uh, pronounce it better. Uh, like Bedor. Um, uh, I you know most of the time I correct people. There are some people who I just don't correct. And then I just kind of let them call me that because I just think it's, I think it's funny. Sure. sure. Yeah. And then like, eventually they're going to say it in front of someone who knows how to pronounce it. And then they're going to be like, what? <laughs> I'll be like, yes. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> Everybody's uncomfortable now. <laughs> well, it's only uncomfortable if you make it uncomfortable. How many times have you competed at black belt? I can be how, how, how long you been to black belt? Now? I've been a black belt since August twenty eighth, so of twenty twenty. F twenty twenty, yeah. So yeah. and you've done three or something now? Uh, three, yeah. I was supposed to do Atlanta and Nogi mm-hmm. Pans and Houston, but then I had that groin issue, so I had to pull out of all of them, which kind of sucked. Uh, but I did Oklahoma, and I got second in Oklahoma in my division, and then not so bad for fresh. Yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. So I won two, lost the final on points. Uh, against a really good competitor, right? Like all these guys are super good, right? Like there's no trumps in a adult black belt, right? Like it's right. like, all right. Um, and then I did uh, the absolute at Oklahoma, and that's where I went against Victor Hugo, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And Victor Hugo uh, is multiple time colored belt world champion, pan champion, won everything at the colored belts, right? And at the time, he was considered and could still be considered the best pound for pound black belt competitor yeah if you're gonna get your rear end handed to you by somebody yeah, man. somebody like that he's he's ultra heavyweight he's like 260 pounds uh i made it like four and a half five minutes into the match which is pretty good it's yeah. awesome right yeah. um yeah 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 i uh yeah, an almost threatened an armbar yeah. yeah and then um it was tight enough where he had to like yank out of it and sure. like he like kind of dove away right um, made him kind of rethink what he was. Wearing. Yeah, and I got an advantage for it for sure. Yeah, Sweet. so I I uh, I don't know if you call that a score, but I scored on him. But yeah, <laughs> but it's better uh, than you had done before on him. Uh, went like exactly. anyone else? Yeah, anyone no, else? It was before? a PR match, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I've only I mean I, relative to him is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, this yeah. Is the best I've done with this guy. Yeah, it's the only time yeah. I've, I've only gone against. Yeah, I've only gone against him once, right, guys? Yeah, PR, right? Pretty good, yeah. But uh, it was so funny because then I, afterwards I was like, man, like I watch a lot of Victor's matches. I love, I love watching him. And I was like, man, I can't remember the last time like someone scored an advantage from a sure. legit submission on him. And I was like, sure. man, so close. And then we make the running joke. We're like, 
why don't you just finish it? And I was like, yeah, I should have just finished it, man. <laughs> I should have just submitted him. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> I wanted to play a different game yeah, that day that wasn't the game plan. Yeah, yeah it's not the game plan, right? The game plan was to was to straight ankle lock or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, and then I did pans. Uh, I made it to the second day pans, which is really cool, right? So black belt, you, know, you make it to a certain round. And then you get to compete on the second day. Mm-hmm. So it's on Saturday and Sunday. So I won my first match and then I made it to the quarterfinals and then you get to compete second day, which is really cool because not a lot of not a lot of people get to say that. Which is it's really kind cool. of one way to sort of objectively score yourself. Like, yeah. Did I get to second day? You know. Yeah, second day, man. Yeah. And then uh I lost on points. It was like six four, four two or something like that. He was a really good guy. Went down early in that match too, which kinda sucked. <laughs> right. But is always learning. I probably learned the most from that, from that tournament than any other tournament. Well, and that makes sense. These yeah. are the, the highest level you've competed against. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's one thing. I'm assuming. Again, I'm new to this, but I'm assuming it's one thing to regularly, legit roll with people, and it's another thing to have like a championship or a medal on the line while you're. Yeah. So, training in the gym and competing yes. are two astronomically different things, mm-hmm. right? there's so many good guys in the gym that can just submit you, you know, pass your guard, whatever. But then if you would go against them in competition, it's entirely different. All right. Uh, and then conversely, there's like people who can submit everyone, just do whatever they want to, you know, anyone they want in, uh, the training room, but then they just can't put it together on the, on the competition floor. Right. What do you figure that's head games or that's, yeah, man, like I, it's so hard to say, whether it's it's a mental thing, I I would bet it's a mental thing. It could be a tactical thing, right? So like in training, you're you're not caring about points, you're not caring about position. You're just sure. submit them. Yeah. If I submit them, it'll all be done. Well, it's not that simple, right? Because you get someone who's like a really good tactician and they're good enough to not get submitted, you're gonna lose that match for sure, right? right. Uh, I've seen a lot of really good guys uh, lose matches that they should have won because they thought that way one of the ways that it was explained to me like a lot of guys try to uh go out with the mentality of i'm going to submit my opponent and if i don't submit him i'm going to win by points and if i don't win by points i'm going to win by advantage and then if i don't win by advantage i win by referee's decision mm-hmm. and that's not the way to do it right the way well, to do why, it why not? why not because of exactly that right you got i'm going to submit him right you got for submitting right you go and you know don't really care about some position right right well the other person is thinking it like this. They're thinking, I'm going to win the referee's decision. I'm going to be aggressive, and I'm going to go after it. And because I'm winning that, I'm going to win the advantage battle. I'm mm-hmm. going to be getting advantages because I'm going to be almost passing the guard, almost getting submissions. Mm-hmm. And because I'm doing mm-hmm. that, I'm going to be gaining position. I'm going to be passing the guard, right? So it's like this negative versus positive way of thinking, sure, right? Sure, I'm sure, not sure. getting the submission, so I'm going to do this. Right. right. You're falling back. Right. But the other way, it's so forward thinking. Right. You know, there's a reason why in points tournaments, the positions, the dominant positions are worth points is because you're gaining that position. Right. So I'm going to. And then when I get to mount, when I get the back control, when I get my uh, good look in that spider guard or close guard that I want, then I'm going to submit my opponent. Right. Sure. And I think that's the way to do it. Right. And that's not to go and say like, okay, like go out there and, you know, 
if if you see an armbar opportunity in the first 30 seconds, you know, oh, don't take it because you got to mount them. No, like you go. out there and like, oh, man, if you see something, you got to take it, right? But that's because you had that position, in position right? right? You had that position. So it's all about position. Either they gave it to you yeah. just out of laxity or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things about like the people who are like, oh, submission only. Oh, submission only. It's like, okay, cool, man. Let me know how that goes out, how, how it works out for you, right? You just let people take your back, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Because there's going to be that one person who you let pass your guard, and then you're not going to get your guard back, Yeah. right? Um, there's one match. Um, this person was going against uh, Mateus Diniz, and Mateus is uh, Michelle Garcia Black Belt. Love watching him, too. Gamer, super awesome, and uh, he competes a lot, right? Competes a lot, IBJJF, right? Very technical, very aggressive. And he was going against this guy who's kind of a little bit more uh, like submission only oriented, right? And he goes against a lot of guys who, you know, okay, yeah, I can let him pass my guard, I can get it back, and whatever. Uh, Mateus passes guard, and there is a very clear moment when you realize that this guy in bottom was like, I cannot get my guard back. And then everything just fell apart. Uh, so he was you, like, you I can, cannot you can hear the music change. And he started doing, changes. he started doing, he started like, you know, kind of flailing his feet, kind of doing all these things. Right. Yeah. So you have to go with the mentality of like, man, there's going to be like someone out there who, if I get swept, I'm not going to get back on top. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess I'd, I'd, yeah. part of me being a noob and being, um, a, a charity blue belt like, <laughs> like Ishmael gave it to me as a joke right uh, part of me doesn't understand how you can lose sight of the fact that no matter what my game plan is I can get beaten yeah oh for sure how do yeah. you how do how does your I mean are you not is it is that like the result of being top dog by a mile in your gym or something like yeah, like you get beat on a regular basis. Oh yeah, all beat, the, yeah. tapped, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, oh, right? yeah. oh yeah. Like, how do you how do you forget that a, a probable outcome is I'm going to lose this? I don't understand. Yeah, that. How, how yeah. Are you not, like losing on a regular basis, and then just in whatever game plan I've got, I've got to keep in mind. I yeah, can lose this very I think quickly. that's a big problem, right? Of like, and I don't think um, I don't think that person was, you know was thinking that but like um but yeah that's i think sure. that's right yeah, I, I guess that, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't mean it specifically for that but i mean that's got to be a piece of yeah a lot of head, i've seen i've seen a lot of people who are the best person in their gym or training room mm-hmm. right and they it's kind of like this god complex because they're able to submit everyone in that room yeah and then they're like oh well who might as why as well not even try right and it's like man okay like Okay, cool. And then they go and they compete against someone who's more athletic, more technical, yeah. whatever. And then they have a hard time. And then they somebody that's been losing, recently. yeah. And then it like rebounds, <laughs> right? And it's like, ah, oh, well, like and they go go through like this like kind of existential thing, like, oh, well, like you have to rethink things. So you should always be trying to find people who can challenge you and push you, right? The five stages of cross collar choke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Jared Fairbend is that for me? There was one time where we went up to Brainerd and, and Jared, I was like, okay, cool. Like I got all these things I can like practice. I'm going to, I am going to do well against Jared. Right. And then Jared literally walked through my guard. And I remember, uh, Ishmael drove us up 
and uh, after the training session, I just kind of sat in the passenger door, you know, leaning out and just yeah. the door open and just staring out. <laughs> just despair it. I was just like waiting for him to get to the car so he can just drive back home. And I was like, I just want to go to my bed and sit in the dark. And I was like, this is horrible, right? But yeah, there's always people who, right, it's just like, they're so much better than you, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's that's great. That's fine. Because getting, you're getting better, but they're getting better. Yeah, yeah, for whatever reason. Because there's so many people who, you know, can't submit me, can't pass my guard, right? And that's all that they can see, right? Mm-hmm. And so then they assume that mm-hmm. no one else can. But they don't see yeah. the times that, like, yeah. Potabom and Ethan. You see Kevin. Man of Steel, but yeah. when you see other Man of Steel... Yeah, practicing. And it's like, oh yeah, like, this is like yeah. that's like really tough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my favorite, one of my favorite office bits is when Michael tries out for the play, and he's just reciting an entire episode of Law and Order. <laughs> it's just him. He's, just, <laughs> <laughs> he's playing every part, and they're like, uh, "Thank you, uh, we've seen enough." He's like, "I'm not done yet." Uh, <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, that counts, I guess. So, <laughs> I don't remember that episode. Uh, it was after, it was after the show ended. It was during Andy's play. It was Andy's play, and then in the in the seventh season, I oh, think. Uh, yeah, and it's like after. I don't want to say after the credits, but like kind of right before the credits. I kind of assumed there was a deeper Wait, thing there. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Tell me about your grandma. So, Polly has a. Yeah. Why not, no, it's okay. Why yeah, Polly. Yeah, no, it's okay. Polly just asked, uh, uh, you know, I didn't do the dance conversation justice earlier on and that uh, the connection to my grandma. Uh, Polly actually has a connection to uh, my grandparents. Uh, it was a small, small world. Because uh, when we started training together, yeah, no clue. Uh, and then I think he asked me, he's like, oh, Bedore, you were related to Bill and B. Bedore, who were my uh, grandparents. And my grandma's uh, passed away three years, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, my grandma and my grandpa were very avid ballroom dancers. Uh, and so much so that my grandma's accolades, uh, far surpassed my ability to, to recollect them. But, you know, you know, multiple time national champion in her age category, you know, things like that. Uh, when I would visit their place out in, uh, Lake Minnetonka, uh, their big house had a ballroom studio in it. And then there were just all these trophies and all that. So, uh, and I remember at her funeral, they played uh, like this clip and the, all these, you know, accolades. And I was like, what? Um, probably. That sounds about right. Yeah. Your, yeah, that she was a rocket. My mother was a rocket. Maybe. I don't know. You could ask my dad. My dad would for I sure can. know. He's not here. You can yeah. ask him. Let me know. Well, yeah, I'll ask him that I'll message you and then and That's then cool. we'll just edit this. I, I <laughs> barely know what that means, but it's still pretty. Yeah, cool. man. Like, yeah, like I said, like you know the accolades that she had, man. 
I'd be hard pressed to surpass them in my jiu-jitsu career. Frame my next question. Like, so do you think what you've uh, accomplished thus far? Oh, no way, no way. How many times have you competed in jiu-jitsu? I'd say uh, a lot, man. (laughs) Like twenty-five more, way more. That's like two years, probably, huh? Man, so like, uh, yeah, we had this attitude like uh, when I started competing that you're going to compete and get as much mat time as physically Mm -hmm. possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially competing in the Midwest, even five, six, seven years ago where there was not a whole lot of opportunities to compete in the Midwest. Right. On the coast, you can compete every week. Right. If you really want to, but like Midwest, especially Minnesota, you know, and I'm so grateful for like all the people who like put on tournaments you know, when I was like a white, blue, even purple belt, uh, in the Midwest. But yeah, like there'd be like one tournament every three, four months, maybe there'd be got kind of seasons. So maybe they'd group like kind of like three together in like two months or so. Right. But, um, it's kind of the play of the obscure sport fanatic where like, I'm really into it, but overall, not a lot of people are, so it's not as accessible as I'd want it to be yeah. until it becomes popular. Yeah, and there's you know? no, like, league, right? So it's not like the IBJJF. So, like, you'd have to have these gym owners, right? Like, yeah. uh, Jeremy and Jenny put on a few at Minnesota Top Team, right? Where's that? Um, in Egan. Uh, I okay. teach there. You should go and visit. January oh, yeah. 4th, we reopen. So. Yeah. yeah. Same <laughs> as M-Theory, January 4th, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, like, the... Uh, uh, the Academy, right? The Minnesota Martial Arts Academy uh, put Where's on that? submission hunt. That's in <laughs> Brooklyn Center. Oh, yeah. And also uh, Eden Prairie. Eden Prairie. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, but they put on like the sub hunt, right? And, you know, I'd go and do my division and then you do the absolute, right? And for a lot of divisions, I, you know, it was like under 150, right, is the weight limit. And, you know, it's like a 14, 15-year-old kid. Is that in kilos? Or? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get a couple of dramatically different Pound, background. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. As like a 14, 15-year-old kid, I was like 125 pounds. So, sure, like, sure. I was undersized even for that. And right now, I'd, like, fit that. But, yeah, so it was, like, really tough for sure. I've never competed in a juvenile or teen or kids division. Open I've only I've only competed in the adults. Yeah. And that was because it was, like, only adults. That's what was available. Right? Yeah. Um, you don't want to show up in like the tween division, one twenty five pound, and just take on yeah, the yeah, really, gold yeah. Gold. And I'm really glad because like there were like some adults who like took it to me, right? <laughs> you know, and like, yeah. I, like I don't care if he's a kid, right? He signed, he signed sure. the waiver. That's okay. my favorite saying. He signed the waiver. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's a t shirt slogan. I said, I, I, well, he signed the waiver. I said so many, like so many of my students ask me, like, hey, so like when you're competing, and you like, let's say you have like an arm bar. And they're not tapping. Like, do you like finish the armbar? I'm like, yeah, he signed the waiver, man. Yeah. Yeah. If he's if he's not gonna tap to an armbar, what's the point of the submission, right? Yeah. It's a definition of I submission. got you now. <laughs> position before submission, yeah. but it's also the definition of submission yeah, and I'm I'm gonna break yeah. it. Yeah. I mean you always give someone a time to tap, but man, like especially when I was like younger, guys don't want to tap to a undersized right. fourteen, right. fifteen year old, right? Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, so I popped a lot of like elbows, right? Elbows were probably the most common one. I was a blue belt, late blue belt, when I put someone unconscious for the first time. Tell me about it. That's a different feeling. Yeah, that's different, man. That's so much different. How'd you do it? Baseball choke. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's a, a no. <laughs> there's a time period. Uh, Justin Common, who uh, mm-hmm. uh, is one of Ishmael's black belts, he teaches up at Prodigy Martial Arts, which is in Blaine. Uh, go visit them. Uh, they are the cool guys up there. A lot of my, a lot of my like mentors up there. So like Tao, yeah. Mike Nimlos, mm-hmm. Justin, Jaffe, right? All of them are, are teaching up there. Dangerous, so dangerous, man. Yeah, man. Awesome guys. Awesome guys that I that I grew up with basically mm-hmm. right in the gym. Uh, but Justin taught me the baseball choke, baseball bat choke. And, uh, yeah, I went through a giant period of time where I was hitting that. I've put a lot of people unconscious in the gym, not cause I was like, I'm going to put you unconscious, but like, mm, it's just a choke mm-hmm. that it, it gets so tight. And then yeah. people are like, I shouldn't have your back and like be getting choked. And then they go unconscious. Right. So that's so the choke. Talk me, talk me through the baseball choke. Yeah, so just in case yeah. one of our three listeners <laughs> isn't totally clear on the Yeah, so it. at the time, like uh, I was doing it from like bottom guard a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like bottom half guard, right? And you basically get a choke like you're holding a baseball bat, right? So, and then on their throat, I hold yeah, their, on their, their on their throat neck. like a like a baseball bat. Yeah, you hold the collars. Okay, there like we go. a baseball bat, sense. right? Testing then, your coaching medal here. Let's, yeah, let's hear all yeah, the, the description. You show me. You have to just put it in words. Let's, the description. It's a good test of good coach, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so one hand is supine and one's pronate, yeah. right? <laughs> like you're holding Now it. you lost your audience. There's a bunch of white belts that didn't study kinesiology, so they're, they're gone. Right? You hold it like you're holding a baseball bat, right? And then you get your hands together as close as you can. And now the way that I was doing it, uh, which I do not like to do anymore because uh, it gives up position uh, or could, uh, but I was doing it at the time is like, oh, they start to pass your guard and then you turn really hard. You turn away, right? Like you're swinging the baseball bat and it gets super tight, super quick. But because you're turning away, they start to take your back. And so then when they start to take so your now back. So pause. I, yeah. the, my only yeah. exposure to the baseball choke is I have mounted you. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. You are talking. You've got them in your closed guard. No. Okay. You are yeah. mounted me and I have the baseball choke locked in so a lot of people get put unconscious because they're like i i'm in the dominant position i have dominant position whether it's mount or back control right and i'm and then they start snoring right because you know yeah um so i put a lot of people unconscious and then it's great because like when you have them unconscious on your back it's like you're throwing a sack over your shoulder because this just so you're you're hitting baseball chokes from from not great positions. Yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah, because it was just like, oh, I'm just going to submit you with the baseball. And then there are like a few tips and tricks that I did that like made it even sneakier. Mm-hmm. But right now, like, I'll hit it every once in a while on like a white or blue belt or something. But like, you know, I don't want to give them any opportunity for that to fail and then like they have my guard passed. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so I'll do it on top, which is a lot safer. Right. But it doesn't put people unconscious nearly like as much. My exposure to it, just the initial teaching of yeah, it, is you yeah. were mounted. I think it's the safer option, but yeah. Sure. So I went through a big time period where I did that a lot in competition. I actually stopped doing it because I, I choked someone in competition so hard with it. I hurt my hand. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to hurt yourself. The yeah. It hurt the other guy. And then, yeah. And then I stopped doing it really, but yeah, that's still, did you say you, you put somebody out in the gym with it? I put a lot of people out in the Why gym with it. That, Marcus? Uh, well, scary. I didn't try to, yeah, they just yeah. don't tap fast and you're sinking it in. Yeah. Um, the remember, responses. Do you remember of, who it was? I remember almost everyone who it was. Should we do it? Or multiple we? people. No. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> some of them, some of cool. them still yeah. train, some of them don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but I remember the responses. 
I remember um, uh, Ishmael was standing right above uh, one of the people who I put unconscious. And then uh, Ishmael like came over and like started like waking him up. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he was like, "Uh, uh, do you know where you are? Oh, shit. It doesn't really sound like that. Do it again. You can bleep that out, right? He's like, do you know where you are right now? Right? And he was like, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. Right? not wrong. Uh, Someone else I put unconscious and I woke them back up. And then uh, he said, "Uh, uh, did I win? Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, man. Uh, (laughs) Looking real good there, buddy. A lot of people are like, did I just go unconscious? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Right? And they're like, oh, it's trippy, man. So, yeah. It's but, a uh, it's a weird sensation to be close to. to yeah, I've out. never I've never been put unconscious in jujitsu. Well, like I said, I forget where I said it. I think you you commented on it online the other day. I've never lost a jujitsu match technically. <laughs> what I did certainly I haven't ever been say that. I, I, I certainly haven't been put out, put to sleep, but I I personally haven't lost a match. Yeah. Oh, you haven't. Yeah. Oh yeah, you have. You, you yeah. commented on me. Oh yeah. Saying yeah. Statistically, that I technically lost yeah. a match. Neither has Barry Bernie Sanders. <laughs> He's undefeated in jiu-jitsu as well. You in your weight class. You might want to dig into that a little bit. In, you do never know. Yeah, in your weight class. He's 150 yeah. years old, so like <laughs> you don't know where he lived. Oh, yeah. The day. The, you never yeah, know. he might have wrestled Abraham Lincoln or something. Who knows? Or, you know, Halio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I put a lot of people in contrast with that. It was weird, though. I, I remember it was a baseball bat choke. It was a blue belt. He was a bigger dude too. I think it was an absolute. And uh yeah, I put a few different people unconscious for the in competition. I put one person unconscious with a guillotine in Chicago. That was pretty cool because I was in like twelve seconds. Um twelve seconds into the match. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah. Um but you know, popped I popped a, quite a few ankles with like toe holds, uh knee bars. Um the worst break, though, the worst break I ever did to someone. Uh, there was one tournament where uh, I was really into triangle. So I set up a triangle, and then you'd get the Kimura from the mm-hmm. arm that's on the inside yeah, of the triangle. Naturally. Uh, and I was, I was catching, like, a bunch of different people with, the, with this at this tournament. Uh, and by a bunch, I mean, like, two. Uh, <laughs> More than <laughs> like me, Like, two right? or three, whatever. Um, and uh, I think, like, the second guy I went against um, it's not like I did the the Kimura hard mm-hmm. right uh, but he must have never drank a glass of milk in his life because sure, sure. from the halfway point of his forearm all the way up to his shoulder I could feel it just start to celery crunch that's the best way I can describe it right because like popping an elbow is different yeah. popping an elbow it's mm-hmm. kind of like Right. It's like, it's like one pop, right. Maybe like a couple. Right. But like one of those more complex joints, right. Like the rotation, a a knee, several structures gave on this. Yeah. Like the ball and socket, right. Like everything just started going. Uh, and he yelped. So that's a verbal submission. So I let go. Right. And his arms just flopping there. And then, uh, the referee was like, are you okay? My friend. Right. And I was like, are you okay? Right. Don't cross that guy. Man. And he was just, he was just silent. He was just in shock. Right. Um, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Right. Um, so Yelp is a verbal submission. Yeah. Because I had him. Yeah. Cause I had him in, in a my... submission. Yeah. Sure. 
I'm going to have to put that in my repertoire. Shout in pain and they'll leave me alone. Yeah. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) But yeah, that's probably the worst one. Um, I've had my... What about receiving in? Yeah, I've had my knees popped a few times, uh, like in competition. Tell me what you mean by pop. Uh, Like in a heel hook or whatever. Oh, I had my ankle just completely blown out one time, but I didn't tap to that. Um Let's see. That was pretty bad. Why I didn't not? tap to that. Why not? Um, actually, because Ishmael told me a story of mm-hmm. when he was competing and he got his ankle popped. He got his ankle caught in a straight ankle lock and uh, he got it completely dislocated. And then according to him, he stood back up and like popped it back into place and then took the guys back and like choked him out. Right. So and, at this tournament, honestly, I believe him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do too, <laughs> it's right? It's not the best fish. Uh, and uh, when I was a blue belt, I was going against this really good uh, blue belt. Uh, he's a brown belt now, Damien, Damien Aranda. And uh, he caught me at a straight ankle lock. And uh, that it was super tight. And that story played through my head when he was caught me. And I was like, well, I'm going to make a personal decision now, uh, and I'm sure. not going to tap. Sure. And they said that heard like, popcorn popping on the sidelines right i was just going uh and i didn't tap uh i got out of it uh but then uh he took my back and then choked me so a little different <laughs> ending to ishmael's story but. i can cut this out and you can we'll, we'll leave it as a yeah. cliffhanger yeah you can forever just tell a better story yeah than that. so that yeah. one was pretty brutal i've had my knees pop from like heel hooks and stuff so you know years down the line when mm-hmm. they look at it mm-hmm. they're gonna be like oh my god God, like, mm-hmm. what happened you to your knees? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. Don't tap, bro. Leg locks don't work. <laughs> but I tapped those probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had my nose broken uh, in training. I've had my my elbows popped um, in in competition for sure. I try not to let my elbows pop in training. <laughs> Although uh, a couple days ago, someone did pop my elbow in training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like arm bar kind of thing. Yeah, arm bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, you never know, man. Weird but position. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, I mean, you definitely want to be able to drive home. Yeah, um, yeah. True self-defense. <laughs> True self-defense, right? According to Pedro Sauer, you're able to put your the key in your door when you get yeah. home and walk like, inside. I've joked that my, I'm going to write a self-defense book, and it's it's 95% be big and scary looking. Be big or scary. Then no. part two is just a running manual. <laughs> like uh, your cardio, you're big and scary, so your cardio sucks, but use yeah. all you got at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, that's what you Be a really good runner or just be really big and strong. Be a bad target for victimization. Yeah. Yeah, don't look like me. <laughs> be like, oh, my guys, earliest... did you see the Harry Potter spinoff? <laughs> my, my earliest memory of you, Marcus, is actually April 6th, 2019. And I remember that because that's very specific. It isn't, isn't it sort of weird sounding, but I remember it because I my first legit like paid jujitsu class was April 1st, 2019, oh, yeah, yeah. which is not a coincidence. <laughs> April Fool's Day on purpose, just in case yeah. I decided to be a wimp and quit, and I could say it was very good, very smart, reasonable likelihood of that yeah. too. Yeah. But April sixth was that seminar with Jared, and uh, four black belts were granted: Corey and mm. Enrique and Zach and John. Yeah, yeah. When I got my brown, okay. And yeah. I remember they were they were just you know kind of laissez faire um, 
seminar approach and they're like any yeah. questions any questions on that yeah you know, <laughs> right and off over ishmael's right shoulder is this like little pale nerdy that. kid yeah, with yeah. coke bottle glasses yeah like raising his hand and ishmael is legitimately just looking over and just completely ignoring any questions <laughs> Yeah. And I remember thinking, what's the deal with that guy? Yeah. Yeah. I remember the exact question I had. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, So I have a very specific. It was in a language I didn't understand at the time. Probably you you probably still won't understand it. To be honest. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember. uh, I don't normally have a lot of questions during those seminars. Not because I don't have questions, but because I want other people to ask questions. Right. But this one, I was like, man, I, I, I have this question happens a lot uh, i have a very specific mono plata setup i do from top side control very specific say that again mono plata Tell me the what that is. elbow lock i mean i know what it is but yeah. i want to be clear uh is a very powerful elbow lock um that jared fairbend is super good at right very good at uh even compared to like all of his other techniques very good at it please say firebender uh uh when jared firebender yeah uh, yeah <laughs> And uh, so I, I asked him, and um, it's so funny because I asked him the question. I went through it. I knew everyone was like, what is he talking? I was like, <laughs> this is not about you. This is about me. I want this answer, right? And Jared was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I remember right? that. That's yeah. Sort of <laughs> and I was like, God. I was yeah. like, oh, gosh, dang it. Great, <laughs> right? question, Great question. Uh, I also like my my Jared impression. Yeah, that was yeah, actually yeah, yeah, man, yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I love that man. Um, but yeah, like I uh, I asked it, and uh, eventually he he did give me like a qu- an answer that I was satisfied with, <laughs> uh, and I still use it today. I still use that technique today. It was basically just like stand up and get out of there, <laughs> right? Um, it's funny because Hafa Mendez. St- it's like the man uh, balls was hot guy. Yeah, what exactly. Yeah, Derek Brunson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Don't say his name. Just call him my balls was hot guy. Well, you know, people need to know. Go on his say, say Instagram. What's his name? Derek Brunson. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Oh, Derek Lewis. Oh, Derek Brunson is another different MMA fighter. That's a different guy. Derek Lewis. Thank you, Paul. Hey, Derek Lewis. Derek Brunson is a different oh, another fighter. He's a real fighter. So at least yeah, I for sure I confabulated that accurately. You did uh, what to it? Confabulate. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, go on Derek Lewis's uh, uh, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, it's very good, very good. Um, but Hoffa Mendez, Hoffa Mendez kind of gave like a very similar like train of uh, uh, thought on like you know someone asked him at a seminar like at M Theory like uh, hey like when I bear bolo, I always get toe held. How do you like defend the toe hold when you bear bolo someone? And Hoffa goes, I don't tap to toe holds. Next question. And then everyone was like, ah. <laughs> and then, and then like he answered a few more questions and then he was like, mm, this guy's like a father of three, like middle-aged yeah. guy. Yes. I should yeah. probably like give right. him a better answer than yeah. like, oh, just don't tap, bro. We're not all on the world. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. And so then he like gave him like a, like an actual like answer. Right. <laughs> but it was so funny. Right. Um, yeah. Half a minute. Half it is a good answer though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was don't, don't get your guard pass. I was uh, doing a private today, teaching a private today. And it's like, yeah, man, like the dad joke of jujitsu instructors is like, 
oh, how do I get out of like bottom side control? It's like, just don't get your guard passed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. And then like all the students yeah, are like rolling their eyes and yeah. all the jiu-jitsu instructors are like <laughs> slapping their knee. Like, it's a good one. But it never, it was always funny. It will always be Is funny. It? Oh, yeah. it will always be funny to me, especially now that I'm an instructor. How yeah. do you avoid losing in jiu-jitsu? You don't lose. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks, coach. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's take him down. Don't pull guard. Oh man. Oh, we could get into that. The well, don't you go. Got, you got your. Yeah, I'm what, getting myself what, read into the it. Shirt, read the shirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, my my hoodie says anti guard puller guard puller club. Yeah, which I've seen a few people wearing that. I God, think, it's like, like my favorite. Like short hoodie. Tom, I think wore one yeah. before he moved. Because it's like it. it's so ambiguous. It's like, man, do you pull guard? Do you not pull guard? Do you hate people who pull guard? Do you pull guard, but hate other people who do pull guard? You're right. It's like yeah. just whatever you want, man. Yeah, yeah. I think there's like this um, attitude towards guard pulling in the Midwest. Why the Midwest? Because of the wrestlers. Fair point. Wrestlers. That's where I want you. Fantastic to wrestlers, right? There. Yeah, like that kind of thing. But like the people who instruct, right? And they're like, okay, you take the person down. Right, even in competition, right? Like you take the person down. It's like, well, mm-hmm. man, yeah, I guess, but like, take the person down. And then not only that, that's fine. If you want to do that, absolutely, that's your game plan, right? Perfect. But then they like lambast like other people who pull guard. And like oh, he doesn't know, he doesn't want to stand and, and try to take me down, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, yeah, man, like it's a competition, it's like a fight, right? So in a fight, you want to try to get to your dominant position. You want to. Go in the fight, go in the place in the fight where you have an advantage, right? Yeah, if I'm a good striker, I'm not going to get on exactly. the ground with you, ideally. Exactly, yeah. right? It's the same thing, right? So yeah, I've gone against so many. My first like year and a half of competing, I just jumped close guard because <laughs> I never sure. wrestled. So I was sure. like, I'm just going to get to close guard, right? Yeah. And then everyone was like, doesn't want to wrestle, right? Doesn't want to try to take me down. It's like, yeah, Correct. you're also like 25 pounds bigger than me, and yeah. you've been wrestling since you were 10 years old. And I'm not good at that, so yeah. Yeah, and I Correct. suck at it, right? Um, uh, I think this is a hot take here. This is going to be your first hot take, possibly, Should of this podcast. Turn the volume up? Yeah, I that, think that the people... A couple notches? I think that the people who say, uh, like, every time you pull guard, Thor kills a kitten, I think that those people just can't pass good guards. Right? I think I think that's it, right? Yeah, mic drop, yeah. right? I think that they, you know, I think that's it. I think they just want to take someone down into top side control and then there. But if you pull guard and they get, like, a good guard on you, I think that they just can't do it, right? Same People kind are, of thing yeah. with the Baron Bolo, right? Uh, what, what's People that? People will... Yeah. will <laughs> talk a little shit about the Baron Bolo. Yeah, people like to talk shit uh, talk about like uh, <laughs> things they don't understand. Where'd you get that quote? Uh, that's that's a that's my quote. That's Marcus original. No, you, you no, you quoted you quoted Ishmael. You quoted Ishmael a what? few weeks ago when one of the memes I made about Baron Bolo and you were, you said something like like Ishmael says people like to hate what they can't do. Oh, I think I probably just said something that. I think I'd probably just like. If if I got flack, I was just deflecting I'm definitely good. Ishmael. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, he's the one over there. I'm pretty sure I, I, yeah, I don't remember him saying that. I remember him saying a lot of things. He does. I'm sure he'll let me know about it and be like, who, who, <laughs> who, do, we, who do we make like the the Chuck Norris equivalent memes about Jared or Ishmael? 
or both? Um, hmm. Well, I'd be scared to make like a meme no, about there's Jared. There's not a chin behind Jared's yeah. beard. There's just another fist. Also, but something yeah, like that. man. Yeah, man. Paulie never heard that one. That, that <laughs> that's a, joke, that's a good one. Uh, I know in jiu-jitsu, it's like, it's like kind of like Hodger, right? Like Hodger. Yeah, is it's like not an the, issue of who's like better at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, it's yeah. who has the more sort Which, of like unsettling legend. Yeah. Um, for all those of you wondering, though, uh, Hodger is the GOAT. For sure. Hodger Gracie is the GOAT. Is that another jiu-jitsu. mic drop? Um, I mean, I'll always mic drop with it. But uh, I think that's Please also like pretty I, these, these, these well understood. These are the most expensive mics, but yeah. they're, they're okay. <laughs> well, so I also can't drop it, so I might yeah. just hit it. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no way, dude. No way. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Hodger's the, Hodger's the go. Ever since he submitted Bouchesha. Well, I was, yeah. I was just going to say, so I, I've watched a little bit of jiu-jitsu. Again, I'm new to it all. I don't, yeah. I don't know a whole lot. But but I'm a heavyweight dude. Yeah. So my interest is who are the big guys out there? It's kind of how it works. You know, the most relatable thing. And that match between Bishesha and Hodger, which is like 12 minutes of presumably nothing. Like the untrained guy doesn't see anything or whatever it is. 12 minutes, how long it is. To me, that's like the measure of excellence versus excellence. It's not going to be entertaining. There's not going to be any flash because both these guys know. But man. Give the, an inch and lose a mile. The, yeah, but the, those first twelve minutes were like on the feet, right? Right. The, Without a grip, hardly. Even, yeah. You know. um, the moment it hit the ground, right. it was over in less than a minute. Right. Once they started actually grappling, Bushesha had lost once in the last like twice in the last like seven years or something like that. Yeah, not a lot. It would literally be the equivalent of that Michael Jordan and LeBron James, like kind of. It'd be like, sure. oh man, not only does kind Michael old guard and new guard literally guard. the exact same, right? Not only does Michael Jordan come back and beat LeBron, he, but what, what is it called? Uh, posterizes, posterizes, whatever. Just dunks over his head. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't do basketball sports. I watch basketball. I love. I love watching it, but. Yeah, I don't know. Well, don't and it's also that. something of of like credit to the like athleticism isn't always the golden yeah. spear kind of because Bouches is an athletic <laughs> machine. Yeah, right? I cannot wait for his MMA debut. His he's he's, he's close, right? Yeah, it's it's coming up. I don't know exactly when, but he's going against some Senegalese wrestler. Yeah, who the just fact that looks... I saw something. About oh it. man! Yeah, the fact that I saw something about it being like totally a filthy yeah. casual fight fan means it's got to be close. Yeah, and that guy and that guy he's going against. I don't know his name. Um, I forget it, but that guy looks like a amazing athlete. Um, and yeah, it could be tough. You know, that's the thing with MMA. You never know yeah. what's going to happen. For right. Sure. You know, I'm not there with Bouchesha and I'm not there with the, the other guy. So I can't compare them. Anybody coming in with like a, in a quote unquote art or like a fighting style that yeah. you're not totally familiar with and you can't really pronounce, that's got to make you a little nervous. Yeah. Like, what, in, yeah. what secret is happening? Out yeah. There? I, I definitely want Bouchesha to win. I like. I think he will win, right? Because for sure he's going to be training with really good training partners, and I don't know. Just who. a matter of access to access, that. and he also was like a superior athlete. It's not like you know someone off the street is going against that guy, right? And sure as you know, big muscles, lots of oxygen, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, you know you oxygen, gotta get huh? That's you got word I was <laughs> You gotta you gotta get a lot of oxygen. It's really muscles, right? yeah, really good. Uh, lay people's access terms. to 
the best supplements. Yeah. Like, like anybody that's good at anything, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a scary dude, right? Especially like when he's in his like wrestling getup, right? It's not like a singlet; it's like tribal. Yeah, like he does. Jamie, look that. Polly, look that up. He, you know, it's young Polly. <laughs> That's young Polly over there. Yeah, yeah young yeah. Polly. Look up how terrifying a competitor in a, in a fight sport match looks when he's wearing a costume, not a uniform. Like it's, Papa Shango from nineties WWF. Yeah, man. You should if you ever do a match, you should you should wear what this guy's wearing. Mm-hmm. Actually, next time you do nogi, hypothetical nogi. Yeah, uh, twice. I've been to a nogi class like twice. Just you don't just as a matter it. of like you don't have to do it. You just have to. <laughs> you just have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is, it looks like he's in a rugby haka. Yeah, you know man. what I mean. Like it's they brought like him a, in special for the haka. Yeah, it's like match. a. It's like a. Man, that's awesome. He's got like. What's his name, Polly? The guy fighting. Well, let's give it a shot. I'll I'll put it on air here. The guy fighting Bushesha in Bushesha's. Is it his MMA? Yeah, it's his debut? MMA debut. Yeah. Young Polly, don't don't. <laughs> he's not listening to this, so don't worry. Kane. Kane. His last name's Kane. Kane. Your boy is brutal looking. Say it again. Right. Umar Root Root Kane. Umar Root Kane. Can I, can I spell it? If you say it fast, it sounds authentic. I bet. Um, Umar is O U M A R. I believe Rug Rug is his. Rug Rug? Like with G's? Yeah. Umar yeah. Rug Rug Kane. So it's in quotation. Yeah. It's Um, it's like Marcus the kid from Christmas Carol Bedore. It's Omar Rugru Kane. Is that what it is? Yeah. I did have blonde hair as a kid. Yeah. 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 I had I had really blonde hair, like as blonde as that kid. Me too. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The dirt bike kid. Is that a movie? IMDb that in mic drop. <laughs> Yeah, I would be that. Like, is it like rad? Uh, Remember rad? Rad is cool. I have rad on our DVR right now. Yeah. I ordered the DVD copy of the movie Over the Top before it was in print, like through Amazon. Wow. Probably back in the day, you could order stuff like, yeah, it's, it's apparently being negotiated. So I ordered Over the Top. That's. Which is the only wow. reason. Say that again. No. But he, I mean, he's in my heart. So, but it's the only reason I can relate to the elbow pop with like arm bars and stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. is that arm wrestling tournaments. Yeah. You, I, I don't know that I saw any of the elbows go, but I heard them from across the bar where the, yeah, where the competition was. Same kind yeah, of that's thing. That's like a baseball bat. Yeah. Arm, arm wrestling is like, that's terrifying. It's like localized grappling, like yeah. just just this, yeah. right? And it's the same sort of some of those same injuries, just joints going, yeah, we're all done. I watched like, like 15 minutes of like an arm wrestler mm-hmm. explaining it. And I was like, all right, that was enough for me to get an appreciation for this. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like kind of understand, like this goes way more than just like, uh, uh, right? right. Like, yeah, there's so much more into it. I love watching people, no matter what area of like discipline it is, the best guys explaining. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. bit, right? I love it. I love listening to how they explain it, and mm-hmm. I love listening to actually the actual content. Mm-hmm. Um, I love uh, there's a this kind of mini series on YouTube, I guess, like a couple of videos, like kind of twenty minutes long or so. I like this guy uh, breaking down movie accents, right, yeah, and like things right. like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he explains different you know, words and, and sounds. And they're like, Oh, this person's accent is really good. This is why this person's accent is really bad. This is why like things sure. like that. I they love explain it. Yeah. Like what's physically yeah. happening with like, their tongue position, like stuff. the fake languages too. Right. Yeah. Like the, the like aboriginals and native folks. Yeah. Or, or the, uh, Slytherin snake language in Harry Potter. <laughs> right. And he's like, it's all like, S's and hisses, right? There's no hard sounds because snakes don't do that, yeah. right? Snakes yeah. can't phonetically like make that sound, right? So it's all like very soft, very like wispy type talking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. I like sat down. I was probably sitting down, but I think I stood up to sit <laughs> back down. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah, Whoa. Mind blowing realization. Yeah. Yeah. So a question from our friend Polly over there, young Polly, we'll call him, is. What do you, you personally, an absolute noob of a black belt? Yeah. You, yeah you're yeah. one year eligible Infant. to to rent a car. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, not what, even. What, what, if you were to say one or the other, and then extrapolate if you want, is it better that I'm a jack of all trades? I can kind of play multiple games. I've got a handful of chokes and submissions and stuff in my arsenal or is it better for me to be just purely clean execution expert on few things arguably even just a handful yeah yeah so what's that old saying right like i don't fear the man who knows a thousand techniques i fear the man who you know knows one or like who's who's not like okay at like a thousand but he's like an expert at one mm-hmm. or something like that right I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that's like bruce lee who said that that sounds right yeah uh exactly like that yeah, be too like yeah um but yeah i mean like I, yeah, along those lines you know i would want to be uh the best i could possibly be in in one area right one of the favorite ways that uh we like to kind of train like like what like ishmael will do is he'll give me like a submission or something. Right. And that's the only submission I'm allowed to do that week. Right. So it'd be like, there's one time, uh, where he was like, okay, you can only arm bar from top mount. And then the next week it was, okay, you can only arm bar on the right arm from top mount. And then the next week it was okay. Left arm arm bar from top mount. And then it was omoplata from top mount the week after. And so for like a whole month, it was only like top mount submissions mostly arm bars, right? So yeah, really good at like those kind of submissions, right? Um, so yeah, I would say like find like one thing and just get really good at it, right? Um, I feel, I feel yeah. like just, just by virtue of getting to that one thing from a mile away sometimes yeah. probably, like it's going to take you a long time to oh, get yeah. in a position to even give it a shot at this yeah. point. It's not what you would normally do in that situation, yeah. but I got to find my way. Yeah. By virtue of that, you're probably getting really good. Now here's the thing. Yeah. Things. So like a lot of people are like, man, like how do I like find like the thing that I'm really good at? Right. I think that you should start by kind of noticing what you're really comfortable with mount. and the I'm positions. Pounds, yeah. So I'm yeah. getting mount and that's yeah. the only thing. Find ways to get to mount. Right. Okay. And it's like, uh, same with Polly over there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, 
you know, take notice of where you kind of naturally end up in your roles, right? Sure. And then you'd be like, okay, well, I'm naturally ending up here. So I theoretically am like comfortable here if I'm here all the time. So just by virtue of repetition. Yeah. Right? Now I'm going to work on whatever I can from working here, right? I just end up in half guard all the time. Yeah. You should probably work from half guard. Actually, for me personally, and maybe X number of people listening to this can relate, that actually happens to also be mount. I tend yeah. to be mounted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I either end up in mount or being mounted. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're comfortable with, right? <laughs> you know, like I'm pretty comfortable down here. Yeah. Oh I'm, man, they they're not doing mount right then. You know, yeah, you need more like elbows in the eye and things like that, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, like um, uh, yeah, find a spot, find a guard, find a guard pass that you're like comfortable with, a dominant position that you really like, comfortable with, and then start to work from there. So even if you're terrible at it, like man, I find myself here all the time, but I'm horrible at it. People get my guard passed. Or like people pass my guard or like mm-hmm. people get out of my back control, but like mm-hmm. I get there all the time. That's the thing that you should work on. Right. You shouldn't be like, man, I find myself in half guard all the time, but like I really want to get good at spider guard. Yeah. That comes, that should be later. You're, right? not, That's, you're not even going to get the reps. It just doesn't land. There. Yeah. And I think like you should focus on techniques that you are like excited about slash sure. want to learn. Right. So even sure. now, like when I'm preparing for a tournament, if I find myself kind of, training certain techniques right i have like my a game right that i really like to do but if like you know three four weeks i've just been doing you know straight ankle locks scissor sweep whatever i'm gonna go into that tournament oh man yeah i've been doing this so let's just keep the ball rolling right Mm -hmm. this is what i was working Mm on right i'm gonna find so much more success doing that than like okay well now i have to like pause and go back to like my quote-unquote a game my game yeah, yeah and i can always fall back on that but yeah. Sure. So, uh, and then I think that people should, if you're training, you should be proficient in uh, three submissions, three solid submissions armbar, triangle, and some kind of choke from the back. And by that, I mean, like, if you have been training for a little bit and someone new walks in the door, right, and you get their back, you should be able to choke them. Right? If someone like sticks their arm out, you should be able to finish an armbar. That doesn't mean that you should be able to armbar everyone in the room, but you should be able to be proficient with it. Right? There's three key things that yeah. when the opportunity presents itself, you should find yeah. action. Yeah. Some uh, submissions that are uh, have very good synergy, right? Uh, that are from the bottom, so your guard game is is uh, offensive. And then uh, if you're on top, you know, passing the guard, mount, force them to turn away, get the back, choke. You know, Hicks and Gracie, classic Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. game plan. Stick to the basics. Absolute basics, right? Something that I do all the time, right? Okay, like take their back, choke them, right? Um, And then you can have like your other kind of shtick, your baseball bat choke, your straight ankle lock, right? They're like, man, I'm like the best in the room with this. Right. Um, at this point, like I've kind of gone through that, um, exciting period, you know, of like different techniques, like enough, like, like I feel very confident with a lot of different techniques. Right. So Mm -hmm. if someone were to say like, Hey, uh, play like a half guard game, I'd be like, okay, 
right now I don't really like to, but like I can, right? And I'm like very confident. Like, hey, play like a spider guard. Like play like a lasso game. I'd be like, okay. Because I already went through kind of that like, I want to play lasso. I want to play lasso. I'm going to come into the gym and I'm going to lasso everyone, right? Yeah. But like right now I might be like, man, I'm a close guard guy. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imanari. Yeah, yeah. Im- what did you yeah. say? <laughs> you say Imanari? Oh Jeff, <laughs> oh, Jeff Martin. Yeah, Jeff Martin. Shout out Jeff Martin. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask you one more question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll be done. Oh, sad. We don't have to be. Oh, okay. I'm trying to be like a like a podcaster. And like The first uh, bonus bonus uh, for <laughs> Patreon subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this will be easy to do because, like I said, Ishmael gave me a blue belt as a joke. <laughs> okay. Isn't that sad? <laughs> I hacked into the email and I found the email that said it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, pretend I'm a white belt. Give me like your, either your elevator pitch advice as a black belt, as, as someone who teaches classes, teaches a lot of white belts. What should I be thinking about or learning or trying to focus on? Yeah. I'm going to give you my, my, my analogy that I like. I like it. So when you're a white belt, all right, you're learning a, a new language. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally with you. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to learn words. So when you, when you're a white belt and you come in, you just have to be a sponge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. I'm going to do it. Right. And you're going to try it. You're going to suck at it. That's okay. (laughs) You know, you know, Oh, arm bar. Oh, that's another word. Right. then when you're a blue belt, you start to speak sentences. So you start to put those moves together. Oh, so like, is this this is your elevator pitch to a blue belt? Me me as yeah, a fake man. blue belt. Yeah. Like so take take the vocab list you've got mm-hmm. and start forming sentences. Yeah. Okay? So now you start to like kind of put things together, right? And just like different words and different sentence structures, they can be more complex, mm-hmm. simple, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're still sentences. So a barren bullet to a crab ride to a leg drag to an Ezekiel choke, well, a pretty complex sentence. Yeah. A lot of commas. But Closed guard, scissor sweep to mount. That's pretty simple, right? Three hundred pounds. Let's go. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stand up and just knock them over. <laughs> Perfect. So you're then, on top. So it's great. So then, our friend Young Polly over there is a purple belt. Yeah. So now you're starting to what? do like paragraphs, right? Now you're going paragraphs. Now like you're starting this. to put sentences yeah. together. No, you've put sentences together. You're stringing sentences together. Yeah. To each other now. Yeah. And now you're making like. This is a really good analogy. Thesis, I'm, right? I'm, I'm really yeah. You're making like yeah. Yeah, like like uh, uh, paragraphs, chapter books. Right? You got chapter one. Paragraphs slash essays. Well, not quite chapter books, right? Okay, okay. Paragraphs slash essays. So you could have like theses, right? So you're a purple belt, man. I love straight ankle lock. Mm-hmm. Everything is about the straight ankle lock. Everything goes mm-hmm. back to the straight ankle mm-hmm. lock. Everything goes back to your theses, right? You you start um, developing. Like the storyboard of a storyline yeah. arc. Yeah. The, the story is going to come back to yeah. this, right? Nobody sees it yet. But yeah. It's come back and to then, this. you know, when you're brown belt, right? Well, now you're making novels, right? Mm-hmm. So you got running themes. You got mm-hmm. all these different techniques, all these different characters. And like you can really just, you know, uh, string it all together. And it's fantastic, right? Dostoyevsky, right? And when you're black belt, you write poetry. You know, hold on, I'm gonna have you pause for yeah. one second. <laughs> so, 
I was planning on replying to your black belt level thing, just sticking with the with the metaphor yeah. and being like, "Man, I'm I'm disappointed." You said you now you're building an anthology. I was hoping you'd go back to just simple like poetry. It's poetry, man. Yeah, you, you go poetry. back to the simple, back to the basics, yeah. and just start rearranging it in a slicker way. Yeah, but like now you have words, but your understanding of the words, you can start bending them to something that means completely different, right? And your understanding of of the language and your understanding of the words, you can bend it to your will, right? Um, or theoretically, right? <laughs> um, but as I've started to teach and do privates, there's kind of something like kind of before all that, right? Because I can give you a private lesson and teach you a bunch of words. You're going to struggle to remember those words, Right. So before we start learning words, we got to learn what language we're learning. Right. Because if I just throw a bunch of words at you and you try to remember them all, it's like trying to remember different words from Russian, English, Spanish, Japanese. And then like you try to string them all together and they're like, this can kind of make sense, but this is weird. Right. There's like the mortar in between the bricks that it's just something's missing. Right. Yeah. I can put these bricks together, but it falls apart. Right. So what I've been doing is like, okay, I start to teach these, you know, just different concepts to, to white belts. So if I took like a day one white belt, which I do a lot, like a lot of these guys I give privates to, there's like, I don't do jujitsu. Right. I can teach them how to like sweep and how to pass a guard and grip fight without ever showing them a move there's all these concepts it's like hey you're learning english now right and he's like oh okay and then when you go to learn the words oh these moves make sense because i know these underlying concepts and so then you know everything becomes so much easier right so then your understanding of the words of the sentences all that becomes so much easier and you learn so much faster because you understand what language you're actually speaking Right. So if you understand like, Hey, if you want to move something, you got to make it light. Right. So if I want to pass your guard and I got to move my feet, I have to put weight into you. Right. You know, if I can take my head, right. And put it off center, right. You as the guard player, you want to keep my head in between your feet and your knees. Right. If I can start to bring my head off to the side, now I have that angle. Right. And then I can start to pass the guard, right? Misdirection, create a rhythm. There's so many different concepts, right? And I have not like created the concepts, right? The best artists steal, right? That's the that's the thing, right? So I take all these things that other phenomenal great black belts who are way better than me, and then I listen to them and you know make it not my own, but make sure that I can verbalize it in a way that I can understand it and my students can understand it. Right, best artist steal. I like that one. Yeah, cool. <laughs> that could be the title of your episode. <laughs> thank, thank you, Marcus. Or okay, guys. Yeah, thank okay, you. Guys. Thanks for having me. This was cool. It was fun. Yeah. This is not a starter car. This is a finisher car. <laughs> be gone with you, vile man. Be gone. <laughs>